Today on Gamerhead Radio, we ask you, the listener, did you know that we have an Easter egg at the end of almost every show? No, really, we do. Go back and listen to them. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I uh, am goat with a T and no pants. <laughs> I knew there was something off. <laughs> I am Charlie Technotronic Run Worthley. Candy Mountain Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! Just for the record, John and I are wearing pants. So I'm wearing like 75%. That's true. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing these these jeans that are so ripped that uh, they're they're nearly assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, he is not kidding. Wrong. Look <laughs> at my ass, goat! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so speaking of having your ass hang out, what's going on this week? <laughs> oh, it's, I don't even know what that means. That was, that was such a backwards transition. I'll go with it. But on the 24th, on the, we got Borderlands The Handsome Collection coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. Bloodborne coming out for PS4. Damascus Gear, Operation Tokyo, coming out for the PS Vita, Lego Ninjago, Shadow of Ronin on 3DS and PS Vita, Life is Strange Episode 2, Out of Time, for Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One, uh, Grand Theft Pizza Delivery, coming out on Windows, Metal Slug 3, coming out on PS3, PS4, and PS Vita, and Slender the Arrival on the PS4, that's all on the 24th, on the 25th we've got Slender the Arrival on Xbox One. On the 26th, we've got Infinite Crisis coming out for Windows and Pillars of Eternity coming out for Windows, Mac, and Linux. And on the 27th, we have Forza Horizon 2 presents Fast and Furious because hooray movie tie-ins on Xbox One and Xbox 360 and Oddworld New and Tasty on the Xbox One. So uh, I know Borderlands and Bloodborne are probably the biggest ones on there, but uh, oh yeah, a lighter week than it has been. But uh, yeah, so John, what did you play this last week? Um, I did not play much this week. I uh, spent a lot of time uh, working on uh, V's Villain stuff because we had a show this week. So what I did get in is just trying to finish Child of Light. You know, I, I keep bouncing back and forth between games, so many games, and I'll get three hours into everything and then don't finish anything. <laughs> so um, yep. I'm just trying to sit down and just barrel through it. So that's primarily what I've been playing. Uh, I finally ported my character... Uh, from Grand Theft Auto Online over to uh, my Xbox One from my PS3 account um, and finally got into play with that and uh, it is definitely the sort of thing that I think that we could benefit from uh, uh, getting in there together and doing some ridiculous gamerhead multiplayer yes, heist I think going it would be on. delightful and and it would almost have to be that way to enjoy that stuff because honestly they've got some matchmaking issues in there they need to really okay. yeah yeah um, but it's I mean, everything's opened up right from the get-go um, in terms of okay. like map and everything. So you can just get in there, haul ass, and just do some crazy stuff, man. It's really cool. Um, and then I, I played uh, Little Saints Row 4 co-op with uh, huh. Carlton uh, earlier this week, my buddy Carlton. And uh, we got in there, and shit got weird, man. <laughs> uh, there was the one point, no pants. and uh, Well, that's Saints Row for you. Carlton's big, beefy character. He made Duke Nukem with the character creator, by the way. This, like, almost almost like what if Duke Nukem was from The Simpsons. He was yellow. He had, like, jaundice. 
and uh, no pants on <laughs> and, uh, you know, blurred out bits and everything and decided it would be tasteful to fire out the passenger side window, which in Saints Row 4 means they slide up out of the car and hang their ass <laughs> over the outside door of the window. So there's this, like, naked yellow guy firing <laughs> ass with his blurred pixel junk and, like, ass hanging out. It was uh, tasteful, to say the least. But entertaining. I, I played through that game uh, just on its own and uh, had fun with the story mode because it's so ridiculous. But it is wholly entertaining <clears throat> to play a game like that with somebody else to wreak yes, havoc with I, you, I, so. I would definitely enjoy playing with an assless beefcake hanging in my window. <laughs> Assless beefcake. And you would also enjoy doing that in a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's it, man. That's all I had this week. What about you, Goat? Uh, Let's see. What did I do this week? Went through Tales of the Borderlands episode two. Uh, It's getting better and more hilarious by the minute. They've broke down the fourth wall. Oh, really? Okay. Um, There was one point, no spoilers, but, you know, you hit a decision. It's a telltale game, guys. Like, right? Wild tear. You're going to make a major decision <laughs> yeah. in a telltale game. Hang on here. Spoiling and everything, right? Yep. And all the guy says is, like, they, they pop it up to that point, and he's like, all right, so, you know, I got, I got a decision to make here. I usually talk to myself when there's a very big decision to be made and just wait for me to get that idea. <laughs> so if you could just, you know, help me. Make a decision. <laughs> and I was like, well played, sirs. Well played. <laughs> so, and it, it's really good. Um, And then what else did I do? I uh, fell back down into the rabbit hole that is Minecraft. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was random. I saw you post that. I blame Xbox Live. <laughs> they were like, hey, Xbox One Edition. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And they're like, 499 I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, uh, I missed that. Yeah. That's sad. I put it up. What the hell, man? Thanks for finding me on social media. I, I missed it. <laughs> But yeah, four ninety nine for a twenty dollar game. I was like, "Yep." So I've put in a whole bunch of time into that, and it's it's a fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> so, are you playing the game, or are you just like building stuff? What do you mean playing? You build the game. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm building. Okay, things. I, are I'm, you in the sandbox mode, or are you in the survival mode? Oh, in survival okay. mode. You, you oh, don't. Okay. You do not get achievements in creative mode. Ah, okay. Ah, so okay. Yeah, actually. Today I was pissing around with it, and uh, some jackass creeper. I don't know how I got in my house. I really don't. I I got to get a bigger <laughs> fence or something. This dude's like in my living room, and I'm like, that's probably bad. And then, then boom, half my living room goes up in smoke because he blew up. And I was like, uh. so I spent most of the morning fixing my house because some uh. douchebag decided to blow it up. So it's close to real huh. life. <laughs> <laughs> creeper got into your living room, and blew life. up your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, South Side of Chicago. Yeah, not so great. <laughs> So, and then, um, what else did I play? Those are the two big ones. Oh, I went through iDARB and cheated the system, uh, which I'm not telling you how. You gotta learn your own. Ha! <laughs> but I got a lot of the achievements done in iDARB by... But, huh, right on. I have to say, I'm very um, I'm very impressed with your 8-bit, pi- 8-bit pixel art skills. Well, that was part of getting achievements. Gamerhead Radio has a full team now. <laughs> We've all... I, I, I spent minutes... Maybe hours making all of us as pixelated characters, and I think I did a pretty damn good job. Pre- Fine representation. Do, do you have the ability to like allow like share it out so other people can play as us, or is that just on your profile? I don't know. All right, I'm guessing it's probably just on your profile, but uh, it'd be nice if you could otherwise. So I I, I don't know. Um, I have for those who don't follow me on social media and all that. I, I I've done Mr. Flynn. I've done Mr. Worthley. I've done myself. I've also done a, a bunch of our. Um, 
our uh, B team because you need eight players on a team. That's true. That's so true. I, I did pretty good. No, though. I saw them. They looked pretty. I what I appreciated was you managed to get my my red F in yeah. here because yeah. uh, Fallon Flint's characters and villains is red and white. For those of you that don't know, and so. Uh, you know, and I got the haircut down. I think pretty damn too. well. Yeah, yeah right. both haircuts yeah. And, and all facial yep. hair. It's fantastic. Well. It looks very Puerto Ricany. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, just uh, after making the iDarb team, which uh, if we can share it, I, I will because I want to see people whipping ass with team gamerhead. Yes. <laughs> so that's and, and, and it's I not think. just us, right? There's some other people. Oh, um, actually, actually, if you want, do you want me to give you our? Uh, our, our the full roster, yes, our full please. roster yeah. at the moment. We can add more, but I did the eight because I'm lazy. Oh. <laughs> but the, the, we have... This is not a lazy thing, okay? You made you you made an entire pixelated version. You have of made us, exactly so yeah. eight more uh, than I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have uh, obviously Mr. Worthley, Mr. Flynn, or Santiago, and myself. Yes. In the forerunners, that's right. We're the first ones. Eat it. Then I have. Uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, I, most of the guys in the B squad have probably been on the show more than I have. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Mr. Dan Lotke is on our team. Okay. Um, Mr. Travis Lanning is on our team. Perfect. His uh, lovely wife, Sammy. Okay. Uh, your lovely wife, Michelle. Good. That was a hard one. I, I, I tried that with three or four. I'm like, no, no, I got to do this perfect. She's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle's wearing a beautiful pink tank top with... A matching pink uh, lipstick, and um, I'm going with black heels and a skirt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, you started with the top and ended with the shoes. I'm just like, is she wearing pants? <laughs> okay, so <Yes>. good. <laughs> Fully clothed wife, don't worry. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, and then I have Mr. Lesser. Mr. Brian Lesser. Right, yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> for, those, for those new new to the show. Um, let's see, is that eight? One, two, three, four, five. I think that's all of them. Okay, excellent. Right, two couples... Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So that's all I got done. So if you want more, uh, $10 a character, I'll make it. <laughs> Set up a Patreon. To- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just send it to the uh, the, the PayPal, um, and you will get nothing back except uh, a character in my game. <laughs> Perfect. So, Charlie, what have you been playing? Um, I may have the longest playlist I've ever had, ever. Should we have some really? sort of like soundbite here where it's like... <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, okay, so uh, briefly, I put a little more time into Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, just some more into that. And then um, I also started, but only started uh, the, the the current episode of Borderlands. Um, I, I barely got into it at all because I was I was playing it last night and it was just tired. Um, but yeah, that's um, a game you can't you have to be awake for. I've done yeah. that with a couple telltales. Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple things. So first of all, um, you may have um, if you're one of like the three or four people that uh, got to witness myself making a fool of myself on on, on Twitch the other day. Um, I played a little bit of Shape Up, which is um, the Ubisoft uh, workout game. That's kind of it's kind of a spiritual successor to the uh, Your Shape uh, Yourself Fitness games that they had put out previously. But this is the the Xbox One current Connect game, and Goat is over here laughing, and because I would love I, to know why. Because I got to see the <laughs> awesomeness I'm so of this. Sad no, 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 I missed it. No. Oh no, 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 no! Like Charlie explained this to you, and it it was between Charlie being on screen and going. I don't work out very often. <laughs> I have not been. I'm, yes, I'm yes. getting back into he's in it. He's in the spring. He's in the spring thing. And it's like, he's running. And I'm like, man, I feel tired. And this game that he's about to explain, those two things together, <laughs> you can't unsee this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the Shape Up game, it's uh, it's very stylized. It's very, um, it, it's very like a kind of polygon. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it looks like a Nintendo 64 game kind of, but on purpose. Like it's, that's kind of the style they're going with. Um, 
And um, it's the the progression that they take you. It's it's a bunch of mini games. Now this you know this game has been out for a while. I think maybe even almost a year. Um, but because um, I think it came out um in when workout season was starting up last year, like in the spring after the Xbox One initially came out. But um, essentially it's a bunch of games with the intention of working you out. Here's the thing though. Um, with the with the your with the your shape and the your self fitness games that were previous, they they seem to be workout regimens first and then games second like the games were secondary it, it was more about getting through where it was it was like a it was like an intelligent workout video it's it, and i figured this out you were talking about it on the stream yeah. I, I figured out what you're looking for okay they were workout simulators not workout games right the previous ones yes. were uh shape up is the exact opposite it's a game first oh, very yeah. very much so and then it just it also happens to be working you out so i mean it does have that benefit but the thing that treating it like a workout program the thing that i don't like about it is that like when i work out i want to kind of like do like a general progression through and and the previous games like i said they were like smart workout videos like they they did you know they always started with a um like an analysis first like how many jumping jacks can you do how many push-ups can you do yada yada so it it, it did like a measurement of how fit you were and then base your program off of that and then got progressively more difficult from there like it was actually like a training regimen this there's none of that it just throws you into it and it's just a game and you do as good as you can do and then the next time you just you're you know the intention is for you to do better and that's why i say it's more like a game it's like you're playing the game and then you just try and get better at the game it's not like you know we're going to ease you into a workout program and progressively make you more fit it's it's so it's a very different approach to fitness than the previous games were but um i mean it's it's kind of fun to play but it's just it's completely different than that at least you actually worked out while you were doing it if i were to broadcast shape up it would be me sitting there on the couch eating an entire pizza (laughs) (laughs) come come and watch me work out (laughs) when they say getting in shape that's not what they mean john circle is not the shape they're going for (laughs) round is all i roll (laughs) i did see that though when watching you it's more of it's definitely more what i got out of it is it's an adult uh, connect adventures. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And here's the other thing, too. This game is so racist. <laughs> Such an an- oh, my God. <laughs> this game is a racist anime circus. <laughs> no, because it's like a lot of the stuff is like very like Japanese inspired. Like there's like gun, like like mock Gundams and stuff like that everywhere. But yeah. so there, there are these like challenge quest modes where you go through and you're supposed to like train up to like beat these masters or whatever. And you have two options. One of them is like an old bearded like samurai Japanese guy. And then the other one is this like bubbly like j-pop girl with like a giant like like a pink bow in her head in her hair that's like three times the size of her head and she talks to you like in the most annoyingly stereotypical way that you would expect like a japanese like like j-pop anime character to talk to you and it's just like in this like her accent is fake and the way she talks and it's like all the dialogue in this game is horrible they they made the stupid in my opinion decision of putting actual actual human beings in this game and as opposed to like putting like you know just cg models of people they actually have like 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 real people that are green screen to put into this game and it's just not good like the the writing and the dialogue and the acting is just it's it's just not good i don't know who this is made everything for. that you're saying sounds like like a bad dream though it sounds like, <laughs> like nightmare fuel is. man it's, or the when you talk about the the j-pop you know, um, person with a bad accent. It makes me think of like the Fook twins from Austin Powers. Fuka me and Fuka you. That's what it's like. Really? No yeah. shit. That's yeah. really what it's like. Yeah. That, it's 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 really bad. That is but, offensive, and I'm not even Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, 
I won't say it doesn't do its job at like getting you to work up a sweat because I, I almost killed myself in this game. Goat can attest to that. <laughs> it I'm was pretty amazing. Sure. <laughs> the, the Sunset Overdrive. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> you ruined it. Yeah, but you get the, the running, jumping, crowding one. It looked oh. like you were on rails. No, but yes. So the one of the, <laughs> and you were died, like I thought he tucked under one, and I was like, he's gonna get back up, right? Maybe. maybe oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> so the one the the of the different mini games that this thing has you play the one that he's describing is actually my favorite one this is for some reason you're running on top of a train i'm not really sure why that's relevant other than to make the obstacles fit in but it then does the thing where you like um, you're coming up on a bridge and you have to duck down but like in this entire time you're running in place and the faster you run in place like the higher a score you get in the game but then all of a sudden you have to duck down under a rail or you have to jump over like a turn signal or you have to like jump to the side and duck things or you have to like stand in the middle and get all skinny to like because two things are coming on the side you have to be in the middle like it's it's actually really fun um but uh but yeah so that's enough about shape up um so and then i also played uh, michelle and i were feeling the urge to um to play a new multiplayer game so we actually picked up pixel junk shooters 2 on the playstation 3 um we uh it's been out for a really long time but um, we played shooters when it initially came out and just for for whatever reason we never got around to playing shooters 2 having a lot of fun playing that i'd say we're probably about halfway through Right on. Hard, very hard. I mean, but in a good way, like in a in a in a, in a satisfyingly challenging way. You know what I mean? Um, there's uh, there's been multiple levels that we've had to attempt multiple times, but it was never like we never felt like the game was being cheap or like difficult. Like it was it was it was fair challenge. You know what I mean? Um, so there was that. Um, and then the other thing was um, uh, I um, I picked up um, uh, Oni in the Blind Forest, and. So I'll, I'll say what I like about the game first. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. I'm I'm loving the animation. Like it it, it it takes a special kind of game, and a special kind of storytelling to have. I mean, like I'm I'm kind of an emotional sap to begin with. So I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot to make me cry. But to get me to cry like five minutes into a game, literally. I mean that that takes a that 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 takes some very good. Storytelling. I keep hearing everybody say that the first, the opening to the game is really, it's it depressing. hits you right in the gut. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it is. And even, even Michelle was watching me play through. She's like, this game is wretched. Why are you playing this? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but no, it is, it is gorgeous. And in the same way that I was talking about shooters, like it is challenging in a way that's, it, it, it's, it's just perfect. It's um you know they 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 talk about um in the bio and the description of everything about how they were definitely inspired by uh the whole Metroidvania um you know style of gameplay and it mm. definitely shows like the way the exploration works um you know and um the other thing too is like the save system they do not hold your hand at all like um they have it set up so there there are dedicated like permanent save points scattered around but they are few and far between. Um, the other way that you save is that um, you you basically have I mean what essentially is mana like your magic power I forget what they call it in the game but um, that you that you have to store up and then when you have enough of it stored up you up, up you can basically spawn a save point and then um, you can oh, wow. yeah and then so then that stays there and then you can save and then you can come back to it and you can save and so um, but um, if you forget to save. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't hold you. I mean, like it, you, if you forget to save, like it, you know, if you, after getting through some challenging spot, like it doesn't ever remind you or anything like that. And so like, there have been multiple times where I've forgotten to save for like a good, like 10 minute period. And I get through some difficult thing that I've been like fighting to get through or whatever. And then like, I'll die just because I do something stupid and it just pops me right back. But oh, like 10, 10 minutes ago, no. I'm just like, Oh, I forgot to save. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, I'm so angry. So I, I, you, you definitely learn 
to whenever you come up to something that even looks like it's going to be challenging, if you have the, you know, the magic power to spawn a save point, then say, you do it <laughs> just to be safe. Yeah. Um, and you, it, you kind of reach, it, it kind of recharges over time and it's pretty easy to regenerate. So it's not that bad. It's, you know, having the, you know, having the, the magic power sa- stored up to be able to save is not the problem. The problem is remembering yeah. is my problem. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but the, um, it makes me so mad because I'm loving this game so much. And then it just betrayed me. <laughs> oh no. Um, so <clears throat> I, I had a situation where I was playing until like, like two, like one, like two, like I think it was like two in the morning on, um, on a uh, Thursday, I think it was. And, um, uh, Thursday or Friday. And I mean, like I, I was staying up because there was this part. So there's this, they're, they're basically these dungeons that you have to get through, and uh, one of them is um, is a tree. And getting out of the tree is like you have to bring the tree back to life, essentially. And so once you once you do it, once you bring the tree back to life, it fills up with water. Uh, again, phenomenally gorgeous animation. I cannot express how beautiful this game is. But getting out of that tree and racing out of this water, particularly annoying because it has the rubber band physics, like you can't get ahead of it. Mm. Like it, it'll catch up to you. And so it's that part of it's kind of annoying, but whatever. Um but um, you know, it took me a probably a good twenty tries to get out of this dungeon and outrace this water. Like it's 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 challenging. Um, but I finally did it, and then I played beyond that, like another hour and a half. Uh, put it down. You know, got tired, whatever. Went to bed. Came back to it the next day. I loaded up my save, and um, it took me a minute to like you know it's you know sometimes you just have to kind of remember where you left off of a game. And uh, my situation was that I. I uh, realized that where my save loaded me up at was about three hours of gameplay. No. Lost. No. So I'm just like, wait, see, this, this can't be. Okay. Well, okay. I'm, 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 I'm leaving out a part when I first brought it up. So, you know, the, you know, the Xbox one has that like instant on mode. And yeah. like, if you're, if you're, if you're in the, if you're playing a game and then you turn it off and you come back to it many times, the game will just be, you can just, it doesn't need to load. It's just yeah, right back yeah, where yeah. it was. So I brought, I brought up the game and um cause I hadn't played anything in between. So I expected to do the instant on thing. And the game was like flashing on the screen. Like it was the picture and then black and then the picture in black. And it was just like flashing it out. The audio was playing, so the game was running, but the the graphics were all screwed up. And so I force quitted the game, and then it wouldn't load at all. So I had to completely restart the Xbox. Wow. And I brought it back up, and the game loaded, and then I was three hours lost so you, in my it, save it file. It bugged out on you and, and, and screwed you out of your... Apparently, this is a common problem. God. Both of these things are common problems, oh. is people saves losing progress, which is the weirdest thing to me, because it's like, okay, if a save is going to get corrupted and like screwed up, that's fine. Well, I mean, it's not fine, but I mean, like, I understand why that would happen, but I don't understand how a save just reverts, because I, I had literally saved, I must have saved at least 20 times. From where it where it brought me back into to where I stopped playing, there had to be at least twenty different saves in there. I've had shit like that happen before, and then I just never go back to the game because I I, I can't I can't recover three hours. Like I got to move on to some other shit, man. So I, I yeah. So I I do what I do, and I googled, and um, I found multiple threads of people with both of these problems: the graphical glitching when you're coming out of instant on mode with this specific game. It's not an Xbox problem; it's a problem with this game, and again a problem with this game with losing save file progress and people were like there was one guy who was like oh my little brother was playing it and he like got to the very very end of the game and like this is like this is like a 10 hour game you know and so you know he got to like the very end of the game and um he he got to the end and he's like 
and his save file got screwed up to the point where it, 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 like he like lost a ton of progress or whatever, and like the bro- like the little brother was just like crushed, and this old and the older brother was like trying to tell him, no, it's 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 fine, like yeah, it's bad, but it, you get to play the game all over again. It's a good thing. But this the, the the little brother was like so devastated, he just refused to go back to it. And there's multiple accounts of the situation happening. That so it's sucks, just man. it's just like another situation with these. Stupid freaking broken, broken games. games. That's got to be and a it's bummer just, it's for, for the driving dev team me up too. The wall. And Think about that. You know, it's like I can almost forgive it more when you're talking about a game like Assassin's Creed because you're talking about this this you know these giant open world games that have like hundreds of people working on them and these like these you know like relatively speaking monolithic budgets and like you know huge development yeah. teams all Same. this and everything yeah. nine buildings involved that kind of stuff yeah, yeah it's like intercontinental development yeah. pro you know <laughs> yeah. uh, you know project versus Only in the Blind Forest which was made by one studio by, I, I don't know how many, but I would I would estimate 30, 40 people. Not thousands, I don't Not think. Not thousands. For one console. This is only on the Xbox One. It's like, and it was in development, and they tout this. It was in development for four years. It's like, how how did this never come up? Of all the things you could leave out. Like, <laughs> you know, that's so, a bummer. But I mean, yeah. like so I was saying, it's got to be rough for the development team, because think about that. If it's in development for four years, and all those assets were put, all that time, all that effort, yeah. and then people are losing save files and they're not even finishing the game you made. Yeah. They're not even they're not even gonna get to the end of what you built. But because you fucked yourself. You didn't <laughs> yep. test your game properly yeah. or something got left out. Whatever it is, man. I will pick it up, but I will wait until they patch that out. Exactly. And they have said that they're working on patches for all this stuff, but I, I can't go back to it. Because I'm I it's like, you know, it's like fool me once, shame on you know, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. It's like, you yeah, know, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna go back to it until they say that this is fixed. Yep, I'll and, blame you. And even then I'll wait to read accounts of people saying, <laughs> Yep, it's working. <laughs> to make and sure. So yeah, because if that happens to me again, because I mean like if this were like something where I could just run through it again, it'd be fine. Yeah. That's one thing. But it's gonna take me like probably another like five or ten tries to get out of this stupid tree I'm back in. That sucks, <laughs> it's, man. It's just I mean, like I don't I, I I'm not too mad because Yes, it is a beautiful game, and I will happily play it more. But I, I don't want to do the same things over and over and over again yeah, because your yeah. freaking game is broken. Yeah. So yeah. we're saving up. We're storing up our rage for broken games coming up. It, it, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Yep. Another one goes on my two ninety nine on sale. I'll buy list. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting twenty bucks out of me for busted shit. Yeah. I'll give you three. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's one other game that we all uh, we all happen to play coming coming off of a downside. Let's let's go to an upside and, perfect. T- and to talk about how we almost um, ruined our, our friendships. Um, and um, I might have to seek divorce counseling, but not really. I'm I almost got <laughs> kicked out of the Worthley household. <laughs> um, so Mario Party 10 is out and um, I made the mistake of picking it up and suggesting we all play it together. Um, Michelle may never cook for us again. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I regret nothing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. In the words of Ryan, John saved us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I well, I don't know. I, I saved you guys. I don't know if I, I didn't do shit for myself. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, uh, kind of a mini review here. I guess we can basically call this. Um, so Mario Party Ten. Um, there's basically three main modes. Um, there's your classic Mario Party mode, which if you've ever played a Mario Party game, it's pretty similar to that. Um, the one kind of twist on that is um, 
that uh, while you're playing uh, with your with uh, four people with Wiimote controllers on the screen, you've got Bowser that's basically trapped behind a jail and with six bars representing the six sides of the die. And he is trapped there and remains trapped there until at least one of each of the six numbers is rolled. If if all one of if at least a one, two, three, four, five, and six is rolled, he gets released from his jail and he comes and plays Havoc on your board. Um, which so, was awesome. Yeah. Which yeah. was that was a lot of fun because the what he did do was like he'll take certain safe squares and turn them into like Bowser squares, you know, and, and or, or circles, I guess I should say. Yeah. But it's uh it it does and it it made enough of a difference that it did kind of change the flow of the game. Yep. The game and, in that particular map. Yep. And then there's um you know they'll do different things like uh like um, you know he'll like shuffle uh, like the mini stars that are basically like your score like he'll shuffle those between players he'll like make make people like uh, steal like steal from each other and things like that so um it's the or, same thing yeah. he's been doing for like ten games in, in much, one yeah. unique sort of. Uh, scenario you had to be the last place person yeah to win the stars yeah. like you had to try to lose which was harder than it seemed with that <laughs> yeah. particular mini game yeah, they carried so. that yep. over from nine yeah oh, was that a thing in nine no, okay it was a... um and so then the second mm-hmm. mode um i'll talk about i'll talk about my favorite mode the, the bowser party mode last um the, <laughs> the 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 second mode is the amiibo party which is my least favorite mode so um i picked up the bundle that comes with the mario amiibo um, and then um, I also picked up Yoshi, and then um, we had picked up uh, the Smash Brothers version of the Peach Amiibo for Shell previously. So we had those three. Um, so a couple things. Um, so first of all, this version of the game is straight board game. Like it's um, it's not like you know li- like like literally like a circular like you go around in a circle on like a board game in front of you. Like mm-hmm. they they re- they could easily make this into a physical thing and sell it because yeah. it, it is that simple. It was convincing. It looked it looked good. Yeah. I mean, it looked good for a board game, but it's super super simple. When 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 we when we first got this, Michelle like got it powered up and got it started up and everything while I was upstairs and I came down. I didn't know there were other modes. I thought this was the whole game and I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, this is like this is like an Xbox Live $10 title." Like this is not this is not worth it. And then I found out that there were the other modes. Like, so, what the fuck did we buy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much. that it wasn't fun though. Like I had fun playing it once we got into yeah. it. Yeah, it's a slow starter. But you have to touch the damn amiibos to the controller. Oh yeah, to the controller all like the time. So, so, oh. so to bring the listeners into this, your amiibo and this this is basically Candyland. Let's let's use Candyland as our thing. Okay, and your amiibo is your figure on the board. Yep. And you digi- to digitally move your figure, you physically have to pick up your amiibo and put it to, to the- roll your dice. Yes. You have to, to yep. use the amiibo. Yeah, you yep. have to pick it up and put it to the damn screen like for everything. Even yep. though you're holding a controller in your hand physically, you have yep. to stop, pick the amiibo up, put it up to the contact portion of the controller to spin the dice and then pull it off to throw the dice. Yeah. And then it'll, you know, go from there, but it's strange. Here's a typical turn. So it becomes your turn. And then um, if you have, if you have, so the first thing you do with your controller is you select the dice block you want to use. If you have like, you know, the special dice block that are like, you know, different, uh, you know, do different things. That's fine. But um, you select your dice block. Then you put your controller down. You take, you pick up your Amiibo. You touch its base of the controller to start your um, basically essentially shaking your die, and then you remove the amiibo to then throw the die, which then goes across the board and could possibly knock over your teammates' other pieces. Not not with any effect. It just uh, it's just kind of funny to see G- that gamepad. Let's you take, they put it to the gamepad, right? Yeah. Don't, don't confuse them with too many words. Controllers. Got it. Okay. Fair. Remote controller, gamepad, gamepad. We'll Got work it. that terms. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, 
So then your piece moves. And then let, let's say your piece comes across one of the tokens that you can pick up. You then have to, if you, you then have to pick up your amiibo to say, yes, I want this token and then remove it. And then it says, okay, now save the token. And you have to then return your amiibo again to the gamepad and rescan it. for now the fourth time in your turn. And, um, the, the, there's, there's probably one or two other things that will cause you to put your, Oh, you also had the option when you first started any of this is that if your amiibo had, um, a to, uh, a special token, whether it be a die or a different thing that can change the board or whatever, you could have started optionally with using one of those. So that is potentially a fifth time that you could touch your amiibo to the gamepad in this one turn. Yes. And it, it's you get. I think you get the point. Yeah. It's not that it doesn't work well enough. It's that what you kind of realize after you're done playing it for a little while is that it it almost oddly artificially lengthens that game, that version of the game. That's true. With something that they're literally just replacing a button press with yep. pressing the amiibo to the to the reader right. on the gamepad. Yep. Which See, is just silly. And, and yeah. all, all I recognized was the fact that I could just keep a controller in one hand and do the exact same movements during my turn, but with a beer and have a lot more fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, the um, a, a couple other minor gripes about the Amiibo integration into Mario Party 10 is, um, I, I don't know if this should bother me, but it does. Um, so there's there's the, the the series of Amiibo that you're probably familiar with that came out with Smash Brothers. Like there's the Mario that has the fireball in his hand. There's the Luigi who's like pointed like he's like shooting off like a rocket. There's the Peach in the fancy fancy dress like in the mid jump and like you know it's it's disturbingly easy to look up her skirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then they came out with a whole nother series of the core like Mario universe Amiibos to go along with Mario Party. There's, there's a there's now two Marios, Luigi's, Donkey Kong's, Bowser's, yada 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 yada. So there's two peaches. Um, to me, uh, maybe it shouldn't have, but it bothered me that when you scanned the Smash Brothers version of Peach, it brought up the Mario Party version of Peach. Like it can't differentiate between the two. Huh. For some reason, I feel like it should know the difference. Yeah, I don't know, one but would um, think. yeah, but uh, so it didn't. So whatever. Um, it also, and this is this to me kind of brought down and and uh, my 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 impression. Th- this okay, so. I have Smash, um, and I played it. You know, we, uh, if you uh, if you saw it, um, do the live stream before. You know, we've we've played Smash before, but I hadn't um, used any of the amiibo with it previously. Um, um, I just been playing the game. So this this with Mario Party Ten. This is my first experience with actually using amiibo with it. Um, so two things. One is my understanding of the, what amiibos were supposed to be for the Nintendo universe was that all amiibos are supposed to have some functionality in like every game. And so, you know, they're all the Mario universe characters that come in Mario party. But I expected that if you have this, if you went out and paid 15 bucks for the Samus amiibo or the Star Fox amiibo or whoever else that isn't like a Mario character, that still you'd be able to use them in the game because I thought that was the entire point. No, it turns out you can't. Um, like uh, Goat brought over his Samus amiibo, and he tried to put it in, and it said like you cannot use this amiibo with this game, but uh, you can get like a scratch off card to get some points instead. And we're like, what? And because because there's there's the thing where um you know there there's unlockable content and stupid sure, you know, sure. other stuff, yeah. and so you um you know at, at the very least it kind of thanks you I guess is the kindest way to put it for buying the other amiibos by giving you the opportunity to earn points yeah, to yeah, buy in game crap or whatever. I, I totally. 
got invited to the, or got denied an invitation to the club, but got my parking validated. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of disappointed about that. I thought that was kind of the entire point. Yeah. Um, and here's the, here's where it gets even worse is that, um, so I didn't, it, it didn't completely register with me what it was saying, but when we initially set up Michelle's peach amiibo, it says like, you, you know, when you register this, basically when you, when you scan an amiibo into Mario party and maybe it does this with smash too. I just, like I say, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it is, um, it basically says like, okay, you can now only use this amiibo with this game. If you want to use it with another game, you're going to have to wipe it and use it to use it with that game which again i thought the entire point was you could have an amiibo and you could move it around and you could take it to every yeah, different yeah, game and do all these different that's things the way i feel like they kind of sold it on yeah I, 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 I distinctly remember the words leveling up yeah so apparently you can so my understanding and i could be mistaken but my very convinced understanding at this point is that the entire reason why they came out with the entire second set of Mario Party mm-hmm. Amiibos is because all the Smash ones are now, when people have used them with Smash, they're tied now to their Smash games. And if they try to use them with Mario Party, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get like points and tickets or whatever, but to actually use them, you would need to like wipe the Smash data off of them and instead associate with them with Mario Party instead, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's, that this is not what they, this is not what they were supposed to be. Well, mm-hmm. and, and it, I can understand why it, People will want to keep collecting them, sure. Because the figures are nice. I'll give them that. They are very nice. For mass-produced figures, they're very nice. Paint jobs are good. The sculpts look good. They're good-looking figures. So from that angle, I could see why people want to collect them as figures. But if they can't find a way to better use them for what they were intended for electronically, I don't know why people would keep using it. Because after playing the other modes in in uh, Mario Party 10, the Amiibo mode... And functionality that this one it, it feels tacked on. It, yeah, you know it, it doesn't feel does. very fleshed out. Yeah, and, and I mean I'm gonna go with the corporate route like I always do, but we have what five versions of Skylanders. Each version has a new set, and everybody's bought every last one of but them. But you can't you use the old figures with the yes, new games? Yes, they do backlog. Okay, not the newest one. Trap Team. I do not think. That one backlogs because well, those figures are like interchangeable, right? Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. or they 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 piece together yeah. or whatever. Well, that's yeah. Swap Force. But oh, right, right, right. The, Yeah, the newest one. Okay, I think they've stopped doing the backlogging and stuff like that. But before, okay. yeah, you could use your old figures, and but the, you still got new figures. And you went and bought the same figures over again in Series Two because it was a different sculpt or whatever like that. And I think Nintendo's kind of caught onto that because, well, hey, look at that. You, you want the, in five games. We'll give you five yeah. different Marios to go by. But at least you had the option of yeah. still using your old characters with the new yeah. game, and that's. I, I don't necessarily know that I would continue to play the amiibo portion of Mario Party 10 again. The other really, modes were a lot. Of it fun. was fine with the controller. I, I was actually yeah. okay. I got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Because because go because we only had three amiibos that were actually usable in Mario Party. Because Samus got kicked out of the party, like <laughs> it says. Um, he was just playing with the controller. He never had to deal with the amiibo mess. And I think you might have had more fun than that. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. And, and just kick back, press A. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all of the, and we witnessed firsthand with a fourth person that did not have to do it with the amiibo that all of the things we were forced to do with the amiibo, he just pressed A. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. There was no difference otherwise. But he 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 probably did end up having more fun than everybody at the end of the evening because then he got to do the other game mode too. Yes. The, the Bowser Party mode. Yeah. Which Thank you, Charlie. Was, Thank you. Okay. Yeah. This was by far my favorite <laughs> mode. I think all of our favorite modes. I, yeah, in the I, game. I, I yeah. agree. It was good. So so the way that this works is that um, this is uh, up to five players. And so four players with your Wiimotes and then a fifth player playing as Bowser 
on the gamepad. And go, why don't you tell us a bit what that was like? So yeah, Charlie was gracious enough to I, randomly, right? I mean, I'm yeah. sharing completely <laughs> randomly. Give me the power of Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> there was no thought put into that whatsoever. And it was it was really cool because like I'm on my side, and while they're pissing off and doing what playing the game or whatever like that, I got dice to play with and I'm fucking around or whatever like that. But then when I came in. You've seen it on their side, on the TV, and then on my side, it was completely flipped. Uh, like, everything was completely flipped in the gamepad, and I had my own set of rules, and they had their own set of rules, and it was all, like, live time, and it was amazing just to know that you were in control of their fate, especially with a lot of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> the only one that was really weird was I had to breathe fire, literally breathe fire. I had to blow into the, the right. gamepad mic to breathe fire so on strange. the three people, <laughs> and then I had to aim... In like real space, that that was yep. a little like, <laughs> but it was really cool. I, I like the flip, the fact that like I had my own version, they had their own version, and they didn't know what my version was. Yeah, because they, they'd right. ask. Yeah, they, they, there were a lot of instances where um where like you know Bowser was like placing his Bowser spots on the board, and so we were just we had to wait while Goat was looking at the you know he had the gamepad screen, so we couldn't see what he was doing, mm -hmm. and he was like placing his Bowser spots on the board, and then uh, we had to try and avoid them, not knowing where they were, and um you know then uh, you know a lot of the mini games is like like he was saying like uh, the, the one I think that really stands out as being um the most uh, the most you know the I don't know how to put it, but um they're they're there was a Evil. level where, well, no, just like the most virtual, like the, mm. the, the, the level that made like you like the most virtual Bowser, I guess, out of all of them mm. is one where the four of us were, were on a platform. And when we were looking at the TV, what we could see is that we're on a platform that's in Bowser's hands. And there are these fire bars. And so, like, as the platform was tipped back and forth and oh, left and right. The labyrinth. The, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, um, the, 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 these fire bars would slide back and forth on the screen. And, our, you know, our job was to jump over them. And his job was to hit, hit us with them. And so, from our perspective, we were seeing the platform... And then Bowser's hands were out and holding it. From Goat's point of view, he was actually seeing it first person as Bowser, yeah. and so looking down at the platform and just kind of you know. It, so I don't know. It was just it was very cool the way it's implemented. We all agreed that the, out of every Wii game that we've touched, this is the one that integrates the second screen the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it was sharp. Everything looked really good. And from what we could see from watching him move platforms or shake the dice in his hand, mm -hmm. it, it's all like uh, it's pretty responsive. It was like really responsive. The, the the labyrinth was really responsive. Uh, even the Russian roulette. There was a or the roulette, not Russian. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a roulette table where I had to drop bombs, and then I, I manually spun it and manually stopped it, and then the bombs bombs dropped on them. That was really like yeah, like and and there's nice. this slight sense of danger that like if he rolls the same amount of turns, come up to you, man, he's gonna creep on you. You're gonna have to fight him again. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too with this with this Mario Party is more than most previous Mario Party titles usually. Like I'll play one of the mini games and go. Oh, I just hate that mini game. I hope I don't ever have to play it again. I didn't really play a lot of the mini games in this one where I was just like, oh, like most of them were fun. Even if we played yeah. more than one of them one uh, yeah. more more than once, it was mm -hmm. I I liked them. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that maze one. First one to the maze gets the biggest gun, and in that order you get the smaller oh, gun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you got to like scuffle around, and Charlie is using his brawn again. <laughs> Shoving everybody out of the way to get yeah. to the gun first. It was it was fun, man. It was heated. It was heated. They they got to get some. I watched a Charlie's wife bounce a controller, a Wii remote off the floor. Yes, it, it actually bounced. It literally bounced a Wii off of the carpet like three feet into the air. Yeah, it it bounced. It went three feet into the air and about three feet away from her, uh, behind. Yes, it, yes. it, it cleared a half great. a living room and a router it on edge yeah. on top 
of an entertainment center. I was yes, I was pretty certain she was going to beat me up <laughs> because like, John killed you. May was, or may have not stole the game at the look, last available second. I I I I made a judgment call, and it was. <laughs> It was for the better good. I took a chance. I, t- I took a chance. I, I, there were there were risks, uh, you know, rewards. If you count a tiny angry female fist in your eye as a reward, I was rewarded handsomely. <laughs> so sorry, Michelle. So sorry. It's okay. She'll. Uh, I'm sure she'll have her opportunity for revenge at some point because. Um, no, about the amiibo mode, but I think we're going to play that Bowser mode again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm sure she's probably downstairs I'm, right now drawing up a schematic on how to <laughs> just ruin my life. Definitely, we, uh, we'll, we might have to try to find a way to stream that because um, that uh, that might be mm-hmm. something worth. Uh, I think we should find a way to get Ryan and Michelle head to head. I don't know, man. So, um, so in gamerhead fashion, whenever we review a game, um, we uh, we review it as who should play a game and who should not play this game. So. Um, uh, John, what do you think? Who should play Mario Party 10? Um, anybody, anybody who, who is going to keep company with friends, like any other Mario Party title before it, it's not the sort of thing where you just want to play by yourself against the CPU. It is a group-related game. You yes. definitely want to have... I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be people you know, but preferably people you know. Um, you know... The, the amiibo mode is tacked on as it is. I could see being... And I mentioned while we were playing... Kids would probably really enjoy it, you know, because it gives them a purpose to use their amiibo often. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just just friends, man. Anybody in a group, you know, exactly what they designed it for. To me, it yeah. is a win in that regard for them because they they set out to make a group game, party game, and it is a party game. Definitely. So that's who I think should be playing it. Goat, who should not play this game? Who should not play this game? Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't like Mario Party 9, just... It's not getting any better for you. <laughs> um, you still got the stupid cart, and I don't know why that bugs me. And all the party nine people, but they, that that cart needs to go. Uh, um, and 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 if you've played the uh, you know if you played them and you're okay with like not having the newest shiniest toy, just skip it. It hasn't changed enough for you to like run out and buy a Wii U or anything like that. I mean, it's it's number ten. And yep. I, I was talking to Michelle off air about it. We've hit Final Fantasy era with this. <laughs> it's the 10th game. If you don't know what it's about by now, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. The, the one thing I'll add on is um, you should not play this game as you're expecting to um, make uh, to lo- further level up your Smash Amiibo. Because <laughs> apparently that's not possible. Yeah. Um, but um, you, you should definitely play this game if, uh, if you're if you're in a room with a bunch of people want to have a lot of fun. And uh, you should definitely play this game if you want to, one, uh, still justify the purchase of your Wii U because you're still struggling. Yeah. Uh, and two, and now justify the, well, if you've bought all of them, over $100 with the plastic you've bought in Amiibo. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, by far the best second screen integration I've seen on a Wii U game. Yes, so awesome. yes. Actually, I think it beats out Raymond Legends. That's my I, top two. I, I'll, I'll agree. And that, that was a high bar yeah. for me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what we played this week. Let's move on to the news and see what the industry did this week. Okay, so coming in at number five, um, Charlie actually sent this one over to us. Raptor is phasing out console support. Um, Thank you for Raptor be proving your non-relevance to me at all. 
you got that email too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just sent us an email. They're like, hey, by the way, fuck off. Yeah, this, like, did, this didn't come <laughs> from any sort of cold news. This was, yeah. you know, this was their direct like, yeah. hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, you're on our server. Um, for those anymore. of you listening, uh, if, if you're not familiar with Raptor, Raptor really started to pick up a lot of uh, momentum. Uh, during the last console generation as they became a platform to sort of aggregate all of your trophies or uh, achievements and they would, you know, um, you would link your accounts to Raptor and they would track all that stuff for you. It was kind of neat for mm-hmm. people who liked that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there were all a bunch of other games they started working on integrated support for and then they took this really weird hard left turn into like this like faux rewards program and then then started to get into optimizing your uh, if you're on the PC optimizing your um your game's settings based on your hardware it would scan your system and uh you know give you the best based on what you wanted there are a few different ways you could do it like for performance or for best better graphics or whatever it was and it would just tweak it based on your system automatically they're, they're actually bundled now i think with the amd graphics driver which AMD, is really for, strange to me because ati i guess or no yeah no I'm, yeah previously ati now amd graphics card, i yeah. really love the idea um you know but i i've used it a couple times to try and optimize my system and it never gets it right it always yeah. it always turns something up that shouldn't be like i don't i've got a really mid line system i don't have anything fancy man and uh I typically have to either turn shadows down to nil or off in order to make sure I get better performance out of it. And it always jacks the, the shadows up on everything. It just makes it, you know, kind of choppy for, for the frame rate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they sent an email out to people, and this is what they had to say about it. When Raptor started out, we offered Steam and Xbox Live achievements and PSN trophy tracking, PC, Xbox, 60, uh, Xbox 360 gameplay tracking, plus unified buddy lists and chat. As Raptor grew, we realized there was a big demand for features that improve the PC gaming experience, such as game optimizations, easy Twitch streaming, and lightweight video capture. But on the console side, you may have noticed some features stopped updating as changes to Xbox Live and PSN would repeatedly break our system. We believe, in our mis- we believe our mission is to make PC gaming fun and effortless, and therefore we've decided to focus our resources on PC gaming exclusively. We will retire all remaining console support in the near future. Um, so that you guys know, um, console related information is still available on Xbox Live and PSN. So if you're looking for a unified tracking solution, they're recommending another so uh, another a sort of similar service to theirs called Playfire. So for those of you that liked it, there is an alternative out there. Um, it looks to be kind of in its infancy. Maybe I I kind of looked into it myself. Doesn't look like it has a huge thing going behind it, but uh, you know maybe they could use the support you know from from that transition. Yeah, if all the uh, console Raptor refugees move over to Playfire, I mean, that might give them the... Uh, it could. Yeah, the motivation to, to really beef up their service. You know, the thing that I use Raptor the most was for was just for posting to, like, my Twitter feed when I played when I started playing a game. Like, yeah. especially for yeah, the yeah. first time. Like, I, I initially, I started, I was using it, like, every time I started playing a game, but then I was like, this is, like, too noisy on my Twitter feed. So yeah. I, I turned it down to just, like, when I started playing a game for the first time, mm-hmm. it would post it to my Twitter feed. And that's what yeah, I use yeah. it for the most, which which might be, like, the most, I don't know, probably, like, the least important feature to them because yeah, it doesn't yeah. do them any good. It was just something for me. But that that's that's really the replacement I'm going to be looking for is just um, yeah. because, yeah, they never bothered updating it for, um you know, the Xbox One uh, games or the PlayStation Four games. They they they. Well, I only found myself wondering, um, sort of like summertime last year, I would look into it and go, "I Raptor doesn't update anymore. What the hell is going on?" Yeah, because I did like 
Raptor. I used it actually a lot more than I thought I would when uh, when it was sort of to me in its prime. Um, you know, I hope things work out for them and they're able to kind of if you can if you can find a solution to like like optimizing everything to the best possible fashion for whoever's using the service. Great. I don't, I don't not like that, but from what I've experienced with it, I'm not that impressed with it, you know? So hopefully yeah. they'll fix it up and turn it into something great. Best of luck to those guys, man. All right. Coming in at number four, X Maxis developer starts Patreon to fund his creations in cities skylines. So, um, Brian Shannon is a former Maxis employee who worked uh, on SimCity back in 2013 he was one of the unfortunate people that was laid off, and we talked about that a few episodes ago. Um, so, uh, Cities Skylines just came out, what was it, not even two weeks ago, maybe. Um, he decided that while he's in the process of looking for new work, that he would open up a Patreon, and um, the donations he was given to kind of keep some money coming in while he's out of work, he's using this as a platform to build content for City Skylines, add it to the game, um, and he won't do it for free, obviously. Don't blame the guy for it. Um, but this is kind of a cool story. Somebody who got handed lemons and, you know, <laughs> found something interesting to do with it and, and turned it into... Uh, Lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> he, when you think about it, he's doing what he gets paid to do <laughs> yeah. through Patreon while he's out of work. So, I don't know, man. I, I just thought that this was a really clever kind of thing and... Uh, yeah, kind of a neat way to see um, the professional collide with the non-professional side of creation in gaming. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do love all these services that that are putting like inventors and creators directly in contact with the people that want to give them money. I mean, you know, when you're you know where there's the obvious ones like Kickstarter, Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Yeah, there's stuff like yeah. this, like Patreon, which is like you know you know funding people just for creating stuff on like a subscription almost basis. Yeah. And I mean, like this is way outside like our purview, but I mean, like there's even like these direct loan companies are coming up, like uh, Lending Club and like other ones like that, where it's just it's like people who have money getting in touch with people who need to borrow money and like yeah. keeping banks yeah, yeah. out of the situation. It's like I, I really love this whole internet. It's almost like a like a fad, like like well, a fad. That that's the wrong word, but um, just this, just this thing where where these websites are coming up, being able to put these people directly in contact with each other, each other yeah. without banks and corporations and these big things in the middle. I, I just think it's really cool. Well, it's like you used to you know hear back in the old old Hollywood days when they used to talk about having to do like they used to call them backers parties where you'd have to like throw a party oh, yeah, for people yeah, yeah. to get like funding for movies and stuff right. like that. Same concept, and just doing it over the internet now. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. And it's I don't know, it's pretty cool. Um, he, he did, he's only made two creations thusly for the game, two buildings that he's put in there. Um, uh, he did say uh, that he would love to generate content for, uh, the community that loves to mod their games, but the process takes a bit of time and that takes away from his job search. So, you know, while I'm on the, he said, while I'm on the lookout for full-time work or contracts as they come up, this is something I feel like we can all enjoy, uh, more content. So, uh, he's got kind of an interesting point, you know. It does yeah. take a minute to make this stuff, you know. And if it's pulling away from the job, why not make money doing it? Sure, you know? yeah. That's amazing. I'd love to do this for you guys, but I really need to have at least two days a week to look for a real job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, man. Patreon's so. great. Still need a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, I'm forty-five dollars short of my rent. I kind of uh, need to fill that gap. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, you know what, man? Here's here's hoping that more people can see an opportunity to apply their skills to a different way to make I'm money. Hoping, you know? I'm hoping the guy gets enough Patreon that he doesn't have to have Let's a job. Go back to that'd be, that'd be, hey, man. That'd be great. Know, yeah. Who knows? You know, that's uh, his full-time job. 
That's amazing, Perfect. you know. Mr. Brian Shannon, best of luck to you, man. <laughs> Hope everything works out. Coming in at number three, the Wild West style of Google Play is ending. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Lass. <laughs> As the secret CEO, he knows something we don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so for those of you that participate in a little bit of mobile gaming, uh, you know, through the play store, I'm one of those people. I, I don't buy a ton of stuff on the play store, but I try to find premium quality stuff. If I'm going to buy, if I'm going to pay for it, um, to support that market, the good things in that market. And, um, I know that I'm a, mi- a minority in that regard. People just buy a bunch of crap on there <laughs> often. Um, but apparently uh, Google's announced that they're going to begin reviewing apps and games to uncover any violations, be it rating violations, inappropriate content, terms of service violations, uh, and malware. Uh, it's, it seems that uh, they've already been doing this mm-hmm. for a few months, but uh, according to Google, there haven't been any complaints about, uh, about waiting, you know, because it's, it's essentially they're changing the way that, that they accept uh, content. They used to just let you put kind of anything. It wasn't yeah, much of a screening they, process. They, yeah, there was pretty much was not a screening process yeah. before. Um, you know, people aren't complaining about the amount of time that it's taking to uh, to get things approved to put on there. So it, it, what they're doing is is uh, it's being done with a combination of manual reviewing and tools to help automate part of the process. So Apple, for example, they do the entire thing uh, by hand manually, uh, which is why there's a long wait time to get anything put up there. Um, so Google's implementing tools would scan the apps and games automatically to find viruses or malware, um, you know, or any other kind of violations, whatever it is they can weed out. And I'm sure that that algorithm will change over time. Um, if something's flagged, uh, then a person jumps in there and actually tends to it and kind of like figures out what's wrong with it and does it that way. So, um, tools to use, uh, the automated part of the review, review process, excuse me, uh, can also find copyright violations, you know, um, or apps that contain games or apps that have like over overly sexual content on there. Um, so according to Google, uh, apps and games are still showing up on Google play after a developer uploads them within a matter of hours. So it's not, it's not a huge difference, you know, but they're at least trying to seemingly weed out maybe some, some garbage or trash. I wonder if this is going to end up creating, uh, you see a lot of like, clones of a lot of games like direct like almost plagiarized you know games on there i wonder if this is going to create more opportunities for that opportunistic stuff to get you know weeded out or pulled off of there you know because you see a lot of that you know and just in mobile gaming in general either yeah. you know play store or on uh, itunes i i hope so i mean um uh, you know the um you know speaking as somebody who has submitted apps to both the itunes store and the google play store you know, when uh, on the iTunes side of things, um, the the wait time is usually between like ten to fourteen days. Wow, it's a it's a, it's a pretty long time, and especially like if you if you're getting a bug release out, like if there's a like a, if there's something broken in your app and you're pushing it out, like that's a really long time to yeah. have a broken app out there. Yeah. Um, you know where um where like the Gamerhead Radio app now available on Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that when I when I when I posted that that was literally up as fast as like their servers like it, it took the servers to like cycle and refresh. Wow. I mean like it was like it was like again it was like maybe an hour maybe two and so um yeah the the th- the thing that's super impressive about this is like John said is that you know the um them inserting a human being into this process and not every app is just um you know they you know Google is using some of their you know. 
you know, Google foo, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, 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 uh, you know, to, to figure out apps that need to be reviewed by a human being. And it's, uh, you know, the fact that they're able to, um, you know, still keep that, uh, you know, that, that review process as short as they are. Um, I mean, it's pretty impressive. And, you know, because they've like, like John said, they've been doing this for a couple months and really nobody noticed, you know, that's uh, that says something, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if it had been going from no wait time to, 14 days you know apple style man people would have i think people who are used to operating on on that platform pissed so uh you know i i personally um you know i i've had a lot of discussions with people about mobile uh mobile gaming and i'm not crazy about it uh a lot of times just because i don't i'm so tired of sifting through junk or stuff that robs you or it's all microtransactions you know all the bad you know habits that come with it but I'm hoping things like this just bring us to a step closer to getting some quality stuff, more quality stuff, I guess I should say, on those platforms. So, you know, uh, time will tell, I yeah. guess. There's actually a website, just in case any any, any geeks out there are curious, um, appreviewtimes.com, which is uh, which is a website that is volu- that, that basically takes voluntarily submitted information from uh, developers and shows what the current average review times are for the iOS App Store and the Mac App Store. Actually, right now they're doing pretty good. The iOS App Store is sitting at seven days average, and the Mac App Store is sitting at six days average. So, but again, a week versus days instead of yeah. hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and that that's that seven days average is based on 412 submissions over the last 14 days. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a, a decent sample set. So um, that's uh, appreviewtimes.com. And so it'll be interesting to see if um, if they add Google to the mix now that there's that there's a review time involved. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see if they clean things up a little bit. Uh, speaking of mobile gaming coming in at number two today. Nintendo is finally developing smartphone games. Dun, 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 but it's not quite what you think. It's not quite <laughs> what you think. So uh, they've been denying it. You know, d- despite denying it, would never, ever, ever do such a thing. Uh, Nintendo is going to start creating games for mobile devices via a partnership with developer. Uh, I'm not sure how you say this. Adina, D E N. I don't know. It's D, the capital D, lowercase e, capital N, uh, capital A. So I'm not sure what the hell that is. Uh, the emphasis on the word is new. Um, you won't necessarily be getting Super Mario Brothers ports on your Android smartphone, for instance. So instead, the company said only new original games optimized for smart device functionality will be created rather than porting games created specifically for the Wii U home console or the Nintendo 3DS portable system. So in other words, it looks like Nintendo's uh, relented to investors who said it's not profiting enough from its valuable intellectual property. And you may <laughs> soon see its universe of characters pop up in Candy Crush style mobile games. Yay. Speaking of games I was just talking about in story number three, <laughs> where I wish they would stop putting shit like that out, Candy Crush. Um, yeah. I, I want Nintendo to make mobile games. Yes. I, I want Nintendo to come up with more original IP. So I'm I'm hopeful. Yes. You know, and we just saw tonight, for example, they know how to implement things on a touchscreen fairly well when yeah. they put their minds to it properly. I was wondering so. where you were going with that because I'm like, that was not new IP. <laughs> no, no, that was not new IP. But, no, but that was their very, use of touchscreens. Very well implemented touch. There are yes. some people up there that obviously have some ideas on how to use that stuff well. They just have to build it into a game that's not going to try and charge me for microtransactions because then I just won't play it. Yeah, and, and, and talking about thirty-five cents for a level for all the Mario's, you'll be fine. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, that sounds horrible. Um, I just want two ninety-nine Doctor Mario on my phone. That's all I ask Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, if you remember uh, when they when they did um, you know when they were talking about a lot of the stuff a couple months back um, and the Nintendo Direct that they did recently, they talked about how uh, there was going to be a mobile game with some Nintendo characters that were licensed into it. If you watched that part of the Nintendo Direct oh, um, yeah, yeah. sort of press conference, mm-hmm. it, it so uh, you I guess this was kind of there, which just nobody really. I saw that part of it and went, oh, well, it was a fucking mobile game. I don't care. You know, so I guess that was kind of maybe them testing the waters to see how people felt about it. So that's kind of what they're saying it's going to be is that sort of stuff where you start seeing Nintendo characters pop up in places they probably don't belong. <laughs> you know, really. Um, I just had a vision of somebody <clears throat> sticking an amiibo in their butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> that's... I can't. I just had the vision of Mario popping up in uh, the new Walking Dead mobile game. See, you took it to a much better place than I did. I, it's probably wow. safer in uh, you know in a Walking Dead mobile it should game. Should be than noted that we're recording this episode about four hours later than we normally do. Yeah, so. yeah. If we seem a little delirious this evening, it's because it's it's mad fucking late. Yeah. Um. So um, that's it. I I get I. I I want them to make quality products. Right, I want yep. them to do something interesting with it. I I am dubious. Yeah. At this juncture, prove De- me wrong, please. Smash Brothers Mobile will make millions Nintendo and solve all of your problems. They already have that on the 3DS. They would rather you buy a 3DS, but you already have one, so you're you're covered. See, well, I mean, but I want, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So here's a question, Goat. Mm-hmm. So if so, you have your phone and yeah. you've got a 3DS. If mm-hmm. they came out with essentially the same game on mm-hmm. the 3DS and your phone, mm-hmm. you. Still buy it on the 3DS, wouldn't you? Or would you buy it on the phone? Uh, I'd probably buy it on my 3DS, yes. Yeah. And, and then I would, if they were smart, they would have the mobile companion app game. <laughs> so what, you have to have like one in each hand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you play like the, the normal companion apps. You play it on your 3DS or whatever like that. There's mm-hmm. there's internet and stuff like that. I'm sure it can, they can make it read your phone to where it can talk to it and whatever you do on your phone. Oh, oh, so like when you when like just when you're away, you can like oh I see what you're saying I see what you're saying yeah yeah that that could work that could work, um, yeah I I, I you know it's um it the, the the biggest speculation and the you know the most common you know agreed to reason why Nintendo hasn't been putting Mike Mario and games like that on mobile is because they don't want to cannibalize their 3ds sales which I th- yeah. I think is the main reason why they're doing original content is so they don't do exactly that. Yes, so, because the 3DS is their number one product right now, and yep. you would not want to shoot yourself in a foot by miles. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's if 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 the stuff that they put out on mobile is completely different and separate and has nothing to do with the stuff in the 3DS, they're not competing against each other. No, I say the only way they the, way, the best they would the best way they could do that is do companion apps on my phone that would play with my 3DS game. But not be the same game, right? Yep, yep. Like, like, no, like it's, you have to have the game to actually use right. your phone app. There, there are clever ways to do it, and if anybody is known for delving into weird shit that nobody else yeah. is trying, Nintendo certainly like, has that going for them. So, like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, me being biased, you could get you, uh, Nintendo. I'm telling you this right now, you could get forty five dollars out of me if you made Metroid on 3ds and it came with a four ninety nine companion app. You just made forty five dollars <laughs> off me. <laughs> You're in that Nintendo forty five dollars. What are you know waiting what I'm for? I'm gonna say though because you just use the you just use the dirty word. Mm. You just said companion app, and mm. what I'll say is is they'll get that extra five bucks out of me if it plays well or it adds something to experience. Like I said, with that mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Unity companion app, I got burned. For, I've been burned for the last time. So if you're going to do stuff like that, make it make it work well. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you, uh, real quick, uh, did you use the Black Flag companion app? 
Uh, I played a little bit of it, but I didn't. Okay. I it was it felt like um, it didn't enhance the experience enough for me to even mess with it. I just I played with it for maybe an hour and then okay. it just stopped. Yeah, I, I'm using it just because I like the idea of like having like my map and like my inventory and all that like yeah. on the side, like you know, so I can. Just, not have to pull it up whenever you need to look at. It. I was wondering how the Unity one was different than that, but uh. um, it is about three hundred percent less functional <laughs> than that. You that that can serve a purpose to aid you <clears throat> without having to stop and pause the game, and you can pull up your map and look at. Nah, I don't get that so much in Unity. I oh. mean, the map is there, but it, it's what? not terribly helpful. Yeah, gotcha. but you, you got a year since they can fix it for you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I digress. Um. Let's double down on some Nintendo news for this week. Coming in at number one is Nintendo's next system is codenamed the NX. So uh, Nintendo's making a new console. Bam. Shock and surprise. Shock and surprise. Now, if you remember my first episode with Gamerhead Radio initially, uh, what it was that I said during one of my predictions is, is that Nintendo would be announcing new hardware. And I said either something else different from the, the new 3DS uh, either handheld or something else that was not the Wii U. I threw that out there. That's prediction number one come true mm-hmm. for the year. I think that's the first of our predictions to come true. I'll admit that when I said that, <laughs> I had a good feeling maybe, but it was a complete fucking shot in the dark. <laughs> so um, 10 points for Gryffindor. <laughs> um, so during their mobile gaming announcement, Nintendo casually slipped in, as they tend to. They they're very like low-key about yeah. this kind of shit. Uh, the fact that they've got a brand new next generation console in development. What? Really? I mean, we use it. What are we topping? Coming up on three years here? You know? Well, I, I mean, like for them to just only have an offhand remark to make about it. That could mean that they're like in the sketching process. I mean, like, you know, we, we could still be four years away from release. Well, maybe so. But they did say that they are looking to uh, discuss it next year like they're they're gonna have something for us to talk about a little bit more in the 2016 year going along with that though if i remember correctly i mean like look at project dolphin i mean like they they will talk about a console like three years before it actually comes out sure sure i just um they keep i don't know quite when it happened but nintendo got into this sort of between cycle where like as soon as new consoles come out they're like in the middle and they, they try to put something else next generation out in the middle of a console cycle instead of running alongside, you know what I mean? It's always like this weird middle release with them for the last handful of systems, but I'm not complaining. Uh, I, I, I want them to do something new, but I can tell you this. I was planning to invest in a Wii U later this year and I'm apprehensive now. I don't want to buy one until I hear what it is they're doing next year. Right. Because, I don't want to spend, even though the, the Wii U is really fairly priced um, and software for it is really fairly priced, I don't want to spend the money on it if they're going to come out with a console in 2017. I don't want to get two years out of a Wii U and then have to retire it. I don't think they're going to, but I'm just saying, let's yeah. say they announce next year that they've got something coming out the following year, which would not be outside of the realm of their weird decision making and you know business plans. It would it would make me apprehensive. I'm wondering if this might maybe harm the Wii U sales a little bit, which is sad because they've kind of been like Nintendo's been regaining a lot of goodwill with people in the last you know eight nine months, and yeah. I would hate for that to come to a halt because people just stop buying the Wii U because they're like, well, they got new shit coming out. Um, whatever it is they come up with, I, I I'm excited to hear about it, but I'm a little concerned that it's going to hurt the Wii U even more than the Wii U has hurt itself. 
I could definitely see what you mean by that. I, know. I mean, who's going to buy a brand new console if they think something's on the horizon? Hey, hey. All I'm saying is Virtual Boy is very, very expensive and popular now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to buy five 15 we use, put them in a storage locker for 20 years, and then I'll make a lot of money. <laughs> I think if Nintendo were to come out and say, we have a new console coming out, and here's some details about it, here's what's coming out. Before, if they were to do this and like, you know, like, uh, you know, we, we know they don't go to E3 anymore. So if they were to do an E3 area, Nintendo Direct or whatever, whether or not it's around E3 or not, that's irrelevant. If they were to do a Nintendo Direct where they talked about their new console, if they were going to do that, I would have to bet that before that, they would talk about the giant price drop on the Wii U. They would get people excited about that first. Like the Wii U was like, what is that? It's 229 or one, one, what is the Wii U now? I, I don't even know. Uh, I think it's still 249, but nobody, two, nobody, nobody really knows about it because they have all the bundles. Right, yeah. Um, I think it's 299 bundled now. Okay, yeah. or what, whatever it is, they they knock like a hundred bucks yeah. off of it. They bring it down yeah. to like 199 yeah. and they get people excited about that first. And then they're like, and then, you know, it's like, so while you guys are enjoying that, our current console at this fabulous new price, let's talk about now the next thing we've got come out in a year or two. I think that's what they do. Hey, you know what? I, I, they've done stranger things and still managed to stay alive. Yeah. And it's going to be the new Wii U to go with your new 3DS. You think so? I hope they, <laughs> I hope that they make it. Because they are it, amazing namers. That they, they go a step further and just continue the ridiculousness of the Wii. I hope they call it like the Wii U me. <laughs> or like the Wii U U or the Wii I'm U still, Us. Hey, I'm still or the Wii V or hey, something like that. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm still waiting for the Wii Wii. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> Man, I, I don't they'll do it and then, then you'll be sad. No, it's gonna be the Wii W. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. With two screens on something. That's insane. No, that's what's that's it. We figured it out. It's the new Wii U. Now with two game pads. Yeah. <laughs> The Wii W. I, yeah. I'm calling it right they, now. There you go. Game is Wii U. Another game. <laughs> and it's just that guy with the little white car, smart car, or blue smart car going, you. <laughs> That's the marketing campaign. <laughs> Madness. Well, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? Um, They seem to be trying to convince everybody that they're still... Like, in it seriously for the console side of things, though. And I don't know if that's because they just had such a big success with, you know, the new 3DS, and they're they're so heavily supporting the 3DS all the time. But uh, Satoru, Satoru Iwata uh, quote, was quoted as saying on the issue, as proof that Nintendo maintains strong enthusiasm for the dedicated game system business, let me confirm that Nintendo is currently developing a dedicated game platform with a brand new concept under the new development codename NX. Um... You don't need to convince people. Yeah. <laughs> people people know you still love doing what you do. I mean, the Wii U may not be the most popular thing in the world, but nobody can argue the fact that it's fairly solid and the games are solid and there's not a lot of patches and broken stuff. And Here's the thing. This message was not meant for gamers. This message was meant for their shareholders. Yeah. This message was meant for people who are who have been looking at Nintendo being in 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 the red for, you know, for like the last couple of years. And now they're finally back in the black, thanks to you know Mario Kart 8 and Smash and Amiibos. And you know they're like you know they're they're finally getting excited. Nintendo's making money again, mm -hmm. and so this is a message to their investors and to their shareholders, so to keep that to tell them that ball is going to keep rolling in that direction. Yeah. That's what this is. <clears throat> well, I mean, and it will too. If you take a look coming up between 
between the new Zelda game and and Star Fox being announced yeah. and like there's there's plenty of goodness coming down the pipeline. I mean, granted it's the the complaint that I had for years with Nintendo was I I'm not saying you don't make good games, I'm not saying you don't make engaging games, I'm not saying you don't make uh pretty games. What I'm saying is is you keep selling me the same goddamn games. <laughs> I get like 6 to 8 first party Nintendo games each console cycle. Yep. The system tanks after that. Nobody else is putting anything else out on it except for Nintendo. And if people are, most of the time, nobody gives a shit what anybody else is putting on. So I always had this kind of beef with Nintendo. But honestly, it's just, I hate to say it, it's because it's tragic. But my my renewed vigor and interest in Nintendo everything uh, lately comes from the fact that everybody just keeps putting out such broken shit. And Nintendo's not. Like, their stuff is at least That's true. finished, for God's sakes. You know, so yeah. the the amiibo integration in Mario Party Ten was not interesting, but it worked. Hey, it worked <laughs> probably too well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, let's see maybe what Nintendo's got up their sleeve this coming year. I hope it it's, it's innovative like they typically tend to be. Uh, but I hope they don't shoot themselves in the foot this time because I fear that if they have one more console slip up, this may be. It's maybe the last uh, piece of actual Nintendo hardware we see, and I really don't want to see Mario and company go the way of Sonic. Yeah, no, they won't. They won't. If history repeats itself like it will, like it always has, Nintendo they they know when they made a bad step, and they they know how to fill that hole in quickly and effective and effectively. I hope you're right. And if huh? not, they have a new 3DS to lay on. So, oh, maybe. I mean, if anything, if they stop making hardware uh, like a uh, home console hardware, maybe they'll just be. Handheld guys, maybe they'll just be the 3DS company forever. I don't know. That would be amazing if Nintendo were to go under, mm-hmm. which I don't want to. But if it were, PlayStation, buy it and stop giving us Vitas. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy funny. a PlayStation 3DS all day long. <laughs> yeah, never going to happen, my friend. <laughs> but you know what might happen? Uh-oh. Is uh, N- Nintendo could decide to uh, to renew some interest in their games by hiding some stuff in them. Ooh, so, Easter uh, eggs. Easter eggs. So uh, Easter eggs in games. That's uh, We're going to talk about that today. Uh, okay, so this week we're going to talk about uh, Easter eggs. Since uh, <laughs> since Contractor last week that was working on... Uh, um, the State oh, of State dicks. of Decay. Or, yeah, Decay, sorry. State, state of <laughs> Dick K. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, what a terrible The joke. special addiction. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> He's getting worse. Uh, we're kind enough to to um, pepper the game with, uh, with wangs. Uh, that that gave us the idea to, to kind of look into see what what other um, Easter eggs have been hidden in games. You know, I I've bumped into a couple naturally myself over the years. Wait, and e- then Easter eggs or penises? No, Easter eggs. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Okay. Easter eggs. Um, you know, but there's apparently after researching this and kind of looking into it ton of easter eggs hidden in uh, in games all over the place which is not terribly surprising to me i know a handful of programmers and people who work in gaming and um their their personalities and what they do kind of lends itself to putting things like this in games it's it's their hubris really that drives them i think um but uh, i wanted to give a couple of examples of easter eggs that that i i looked into and found online that uh either had me laughing because some of them are pretty funny or uh, just seemed like kind of clever things to stick into the games. For example, um, in, in the original Half-Life, there is a room, uh, a room of Gaben, <laughs> as they call it, 
Um, it's, it's a room where the walls, floor, the entire thing is just textured with a smiling picture of Gabe Newell's big ass <laughs> head. It's amazing. You um, never found that. So they, a lot of this stuff seems to be hidden in, in areas that you can't reach without, you know, like, especially for like PC games, particularly like no clipping and, and going yeah. through, uh, you know, some of the geometry. So, um, you know, and any of these things too, if, if you're listening to the stories we're talking about on here. If you Google this stuff, you can find directions, um, you know, screenshots, videos. There's a plethora of information right. out there on how to find all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, you can uh, – if you turn the flashlight on when you get into the, the Gaben room, you have to kind of use a no-clip cheat to get in there. You will see a thousand smiling Gabe Newell heads. Um, so that's an example of a kind of a, a funny one. <laughs> that would scare the hell out of me. Like, what the hell did I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we, we talked a, a little bit about this one before the show started, um, you know, because Charlie's talked about uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze a few times uh, on the show, and he was not aware of this. Uh, there's a section in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze uh, where you can find Samus's ship parked between two trees in the background of an area. So... Um, it's, it, it's a silhouetted background in the, the busted Bayou level right near where the letter K that spells out Kong. Um, you can see her ship. It's just like lodged. Yeah, uh, one, and once you see it, it's clear as day. Yeah. Yeah. They were quite surprised. There's, um, there's some other ones too that, that crack me up. Like, um, the ones that, that I particularly find are interesting are the ones that, nobody discovers literally for years and years and years and years um so like in halo 3 for example there's there's a secret message that wasn't found in halo 3 for seven years after it was released um so when you're on the um uh let's see when you're on the loading screen if you click in the right the right sticks on the loading screen on christmas day <laughs> and so you can manually change the the, the calendar on the uh, on the xbox you know to do this um on the uh, uh if you've ever seen the halo 3 loading screen it's basically like a ring that's all pixelated and, and it's like it's all you know all comes together it's like fragment and comes together if you click in the sticks they'll spell out the message uh happy birthday lauren <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and so it's like it's, this is this is the kind of thing I love. It's like some developer did this. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure that the other people like there was probably maybe one or two other guys at Bungie that knew about this. But uh, you know, it's this this message was hidden for seven years, <laughs> and it, it just it just cracks me up when stuff like this happens. I'm just hoping that Lauren seen it. <laughs> and, 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 and before then, and and two, the developer and him and, and her are are still together. Because that's just awkward then. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, you know, I, I there's some of them I know are a little bit more, some of the popular ones a little more obvious. Like, mm. um, I one the only one I could, I guess you counted as an Easter egg, was probably my favorite Easter egg I've ever seen in a game. Um, was, you know, in, in Metal Gear Solid when, uh, you know, when Psycho Mantis reads your memory card and, you know, reads your mind. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's definitely like an Easter egg type thing. Mm. Um, which it kind of blew people's minds at the time, but, uh, I don't know, man, just stuff like that's creative, you know, that's a creative Easter egg and mm-hmm. it, it kind of one of those things that established Hideo Kojima is like, you know, a thinking man's developer for gaming, you know? So that, I don't know. I just kind of really enjoy stuff like that. There, there was a, uh, a kid I remember years ago too, that won a contest through Nintendo power where they featured his name and created a little room for him and, uh, a link to the past. And you go in there, it's just a bunch of rupees. I think it were green rupees, if I remember right. And I don't remember what the young man's name was. But uh, 
they did that just because this kid won a contest where they said he would be mentioned in, you know, the Zelda game. So it, it was not an obvious location, though, from what I remember. It's not something you could really get to. Yeah. It's like kind of a debug type thing. It was, it was for thing. him. Yeah. It was for him. Yeah. Um, whether or not he actually, you know, saw it, though. Um, well, I'm sure they gave him a map and, and all that. With yeah. Things. So... Um, there's some other ones that are like really long running and um, are have to be more than just like a couple developers. So um, have you guys ever heard of Totaka's song? I have not. So um, this was originally found um, by somebody on back in Mario Paint. And um, they found that if you clicked the little O in the Mario Paint logo on the title screen, a little 19 note jingle would play. Um, then as time went on, people... F- kept on finding this little jingle in more and more and more games. Um, they found it in Animal Crossing, Yoshi's Story, um, and even a game called X, which is a Game Boy game that came out before Mario Paint. So Mario Paint wasn't even the first time it was implemented. Um, it, uh, it was named Totaka Song after the composer Kazumi Totaka, which I guess worked on the music on, uh, on uh, most or all of these games, or at least initially, and then people just like picked it up and like kept, like, kept the thing going. Um... And uh, yeah, it's just uh, this is just another example of something where it's like you know it's it's uh, you know it what what it's such like an ongoing theme like mm-hmm. this and it just keeps on going like this is clearly an in-house joke with these development teams like a Nintendo it's like it's probably it's legacy it's, eggs are awesome yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> they they did a develop I remember um, year I think it might have been in Electronic Gaming Monthly like twelve years ago or something they they did a thing on there where uh, somebody had discovered a developer's room hidden in Chrono Trigger, um, you know, and it says something like, uh, once you go into the room, it says, you finish the game, now get a life, you know, like, and it's just like, it was just like a room where they had dropped assets into the game that you could tell they were using to test something or, yeah. again, kind of a debug type thing, but... Uh, Forgot to know, take it out or yeah, just left it in there. Yeah, that's kind of a similar thing to what you're talking about, like a little legacy type thing. Um, there's, a, there's an Easter egg in Alan Wake. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, if you remember the original, original Max Payne, mm-hmm. The um, the the person that they used, they digitized and scanned his face in and used for the very original Max Payne character had this like smarmy, smart assy, like who farted face all the time. He always had his face kind of pinched up, mm-hmm. if you remember. Um, the guy who who they used as the face of the original Max Payne, a lot of people don't know this, but he was the uh, one of the the script writers for Alan Wake. Oh, no um, and, and a couple of other things. Mm. He's done other things in the industry besides that. But in Alan Wake, there are some sections on like TVs, you know, and it's scattered around the game where there's like live action video stuff that happens on it. Um, the guy that they, they used his face, his name is Sam Lake. Okay. So there's a section um, during one of those little live action video things where he's featured and there's a split second where he contorts his face up into the <laughs> like little Max Payne face, which I thought was kind of cool, you know, because you don't, unless you recognize that face, you would have no idea what yeah, he's doing. Like, but oh, if you he know, eyes. yeah, then it's kind of weird and creepy, man. But it's it's kind of funny, anyways. It made me laugh. Um, I I remember playing Just Cause two a couple of years back too, and uh, bumped into what what appeared to be uh, the hatch from Lost. On an island, I remember that, and that was that was uh, an, an, uh, also the hatch from Lost was also a um, a uh, an actual thing that you could find in the Wolverine game. Yes, yes. Uh, it was X Men Origins Wolverine, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I bumped into it, I had bumped on, I bumped into it uh, like like 
within the week that it started popping up everywhere, I didn't realize initially that's what it was. And I remember I was playing and I, I pulled my brother and I said, this is the hatch from Lost or it looks like it. And didn't think anything else of it again because I, I just assumed. And then when it started popping up everywhere, I thought that was pretty funny. But that was a pretty clever way to hide something in a kind of jungly game like that. Um, a lot of people don't know this either, but uh, given that I'm a big Killer Instinct fan, if you um, in the current uh, Xbox One version of Killer Instinct, every character that existed in a previous game, if you don't touch either controller uh, in the middle of a match, if you let it, uh, both characters sit still for 30 seconds, the music, the level music changes and like fades into um, a, a reworked version, a modernized version of their original theme songs from the original oh, arcade game. Yeah, and you can do that with every character. And even the Season 2 characters that are brand new, they wrote something else. It's just a different cue that comes <laughs> up for those characters. But uh, nice. all the original characters, you can kind of hear a callback to their old themes if you do that. It's kind of a neat Easter egg for me. Nice. Yeah. I can think of one that was a more modern one that was pretty good, too. They did... Uh, it was in Battlefield 4. There's a, there's a map that you can go out onto, um, and there's a buoy out in the water. And um, I forget what the conditions to fulfill this particular Easter egg is, but uh, if you go out there, and you see a lot of like videos of this online, people swim up next to this buoy and hang out. A gargantuan fucking megalodon comes out of the water and just like lands oh, and, and if you're underneath that. it, yeah, it yeah. just crushes you. I, I've seen videos online where people have flown jets into it midair. Like as it's as it's jumping out, but it's a pretty impressive thing to see, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There's also that old one of a uh, John Carmack, you know, from from uh, ID Software. Um, he uh, in Doom Two, they had uh, it was a no clip thing where they hid his head, a scan of his head, a render of his head behind a wall, and if you if you shot at or or hurt the head, it actually hurt uh, you know the final boss for the game, and his face would contort into like pained gestures while you were like stabbing his head you know it's kind of kind of a crazy little easter egg they stuck in there i suppose like the last type of uh easter egg we could probably mention is um the infamous sometimes existing usually not existing nude code <laughs> ah the nude code <laughs> um so there, there's one particular example of this where there's a lot of games that are rumored to have nude codes that um, that don't actually have them just because you know it's just like those urban legends that pop up. But there's one game that actually did, and it was a kids game. Oh. <laughs> um, so this is a game called The Apprentice. Um, by the, by by itself, the game is not remarkable in really any way. Uh, it's a simple platformer released in '94 on the CDI. Oh, the Philips <laughs> CDI. Um, but uh, it uh, it has uh, an actual. Nude code. I'm, I'm for, for for my for my co-host in the room here. I'm gonna hold up a picture here of um of uh, of what it kind of looks like when when wow. yeah it's uh it's like um those are some great graphics. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that is uh well shit. Yeah. So um yeah, if if you're curious, you can you can Google it yourself. But um yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But um that's oh. the kind of thing where it's like you know there's Easter eggs that are fun, and then there are Easter eggs that are that are that are probably not well that's the thing is, is I, it kind of seems like we'll it depends say, on who did it yeah you know what i mean yeah. who was responsible there, there are two types of easter eggs in this world the fun ones that everybody knows about in the office yeah and the malicious ones from jerry who's in the back corner who doesn't get paid enough yeah <laughs> who hides dicks all over your yeah game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks jerry yeah <laughs> so let's see if you guys can do better than jerry here <laughs> and uh, let's see what your guys's ideas for easter eggs are <laughs> 
So first off, we have a voicemail this week, so let's see what uh, our caller had to say. Hi, my name is also John, and I've been a huge fan of these for villains for the longest time, and I just started listening to Flynn's podcast, Good Stuff, from the three of you. Um, adding on to your Better Business Pro service for Valve, the thing is is that most of their stuff is, like, open source, so if you do encounter a problem and want to change something, no one's stopping you. And while I'm on the subject of Valve, they don't really want to make games anymore. They're making so much more money managing Steam than they have ever making games. If they want to make games, they'll just hire some people who made mods for popular open source stuff such as like Dota or Team Fortress and just slap their logo on it. Anyway, I just wanted to add my two cents onto the subject. Love your show. Keep it the good stuff. See you around. Okay, John. Thanks for the voicemail, man. Um, you know, I, I think we, we kind of all agree that uh, that Steam could absolutely uh, stand, or Valve rather, could absolutely stand to uh, to make more money from 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 steam than maybe from making games lately. Uh, but everybody wants them to make, you know, their games. Everybody wants half-life three and the, the list, the list that we're always doing. So, I mean, hopefully that that's something they can get on top of here pretty soon. Um, and even if that is the case, can they at least then just take all those three games and just give them to somebody else to do so that, that they, they can be... If, if they're not going to do them, fine. Have somebody else do them. I don't give a shit who makes them. As long as they're good when they come out, that's all I care about. It's important. Yeah, just, I mean, let's be honest. Let's just drop drop Half-Life 3 on Bioware's front doorstep. They're pretty good with those sci-fi uh-huh. games. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And <laughs> when we do that, swing past here, drop Charlie a new pair of pants. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, yeah. there's more than enough people out there to do the three games we want. Just dole them out and wash your hands and walk away. And, and just collect happy. the licensing money yeah. and move and on. Th- there and, is, then, yeah. and then port them all to fucking Steam. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that should do it. Though. But uh, thanks for the voicemail, John. Appreciate Great, it. Yep, greatly appreciate it. So our, our mailbag question hey, of the week listen. was, uh, if you were to hide something in a video game, what would you hide? And uh, we're very much uh, we're looking forward to our uh, your creative responses, and I, I'm I think terrified. I I can't even. I, I I I feel safe in saying that that our listeners did not disappoint. Um, so uh, we'll we'll start off by um, uh, Carlton uh, says he would hide dick trains because of course he would. Um, I tell you, could can't get through a single episode without it. Oh, I'm just <laughs> roaring down the tracks. You. It came up Friday at uh, John's show. <laughs> it did. Somebody said, said something about the dick train at the show. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting asked questions, and I'm like, I'm not even performing. It's one of those <laughs> moments where I'm standing on the stage, and I'm looking out, and I can't see because the light's on the mm-hmm. stage, and you have one of those moments where somebody says something, and you can't tell if you're hallucinating or not. <laughs> but I almost wanted to look out there and go, who the fuck said that? <laughs> Freak me out, man. Uh, Adrian Crevin suggests uh, putting in dead people. Which um, okay, <laughs> like uh, actual dead people. I'd be kind of hard to get them. You know, into the game. you know, she didn't clarify. Um, so I, I'm not sure if like you would like open up the the like the the you know the 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 seat you know it, for the disc based versions of the game if you like slice it in half if like. I don't know if skin were to come out. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but, I'm going um, with the dream that she wants like Mario 60 or like Mario Galaxy 3 to just have just riddled with corpses. just zombies, just, just corpses <laughs> flying everywhere. Okay, all right. Um, and she, oh, she clarifies by saying the dead can't fight back, so it amuses her. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, uh, Brian Lesser suggests putting in funny emails between developers of the game. So like the, some of their like in-house commentary, like in the process of the, de- of the development, that's how I'm reading this. So like kind of just like funny backstory. I can and stuff see like this that. going the uh, the way of uh, that that whole Sony fiasco. Uh, yeah. a few months ago, wrong email gets put in there, and it's just gonna crack everything <laughs> yeah. wide open. I would like that though, like you know, level four or five, and it's just like this level's fucked. <laughs> 
Um, so Marcus, um, fellow uh, podcaster from Living Showcase, suggests putting uh, Danny Meckler's tiny balls in uh, in, in a game. I, um, I feel like we've been uh, pitted for some uh, Living Showcase on Showcase crime here. Uh, well, well, that Danny responded by oh, s- suggesting that, that then this will be coming soon to the Ant Man licensed game. So. <laughs> well played, Danny. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. So, uh, Jordan Kafaro suggests, um, since all the inspiration of Fight Club is out, um, let's take the inspiration from SAO and, and say, um, hide the save and exit. I'm missing the reference. Ah, uh, that one's lost on me, man. So, uh, Sons of Anarchy, SAO. Oh, okay. So, so when he says hide the save and exit. I haven't seen it. I just know what SAO means. Oh, okay. SOA. Sons or SOA. of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan, sorry, all of us here are ignorant to whatever it is that you're referencing. That's all our fault, not yours. Um, (laughs) Ricky Keller suggests, um, an artist friend of mine would put his name in all the characters he models. Apparently this is something that has actually happened, which sounds completely feasible after all the Easter eggs we talked about before. Um, uh, he also says, I like to draw Triforces in the code comments personally, but I've also been known to write threats with foul language to to not touch certain areas. That's, that, that's not so much of an Easter egg as it is just developers. Like w- when you're writing code, mm-hmm. you can put in comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just for just for reference sake or just, you know, for when other people are going through so they know mm-hmm. what something is or whatever. And so he apparently was <laughs> so, threatening violence upon other developers <laughs> for messing with his code, which... I completely understand. So he's quarantined off his stuff. Like, don't touch. I'll break your existence. Pretty much. Amazing. Uh, he, well played, Ricky. Yeah, he says uh, artists definitely have more opportunities to leave hidden Easter eggs than programmers. I, I would I would agree with that because yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to hide something in a picture than it is to put it in code because, well, you can read code a lot of times with the pictures. As, as we found out with, um, you know, our... Are uh, fun with phallics, you know, <laughs> last week. <laughs> fun with phallics, man. That sounds like an aerobics class or something. <laughs> um, I've got a couple more here, too. Uh, Carlton saw fit to uh, put a second response in there, uh, saying that he would like to put random quotes from Neuromancer in there. Um, and then uh, Dash Ebba. Uh, said Firefly references. So. Yes, everything's better with That'd Firefly. Be fun. Yes. I, I, I would, I would love for uh, a little for them Serenity to... floating around. Yeah, now. you know, I, you, I think I've seen some stuff like that in games a couple times. You know, like uh, Jane's, you know, hat. You know, mm. sure. You, um, you know, so about I don't know if you know this about Firefly. Speaking of Easter eggs, um, it is believed that every episode of Firefly has a little figure of Han Solo frozen in carbonite somewhere in the episode. That is amazing. It, it, it's been found, I think, in most of them. I, I I never saw that it was found in all of them, but it's believed because it was found in most of them that he's in all of them somewhere. That is awesome. Um, but uh, And so finally, um, we've got a response, uh, a proper response from Danny Meckler, other than commenting on the size of his testicles. Um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, has a, he has a bit of a story for us. Um, so he says, back when the Bulls were the reigning champions of basketball and Super Nintendo was hot shit, a little game called NBA Jam Tournament Edition was released. We all know it, two on two hoops, loud announcers, and Dennis Rodman with relatively normal colored hair playing for the Spurs. My favorite part of this game were the hidden codes and cheats menu. You could play as the Clinton family, NBA mascots, big head mode, and all, and of course, always on fire mode. Uh, it was great, uh, but 10-year-old me always thought about what happens when you turn the game off. Do those players go back to their virtual locker room and drink digital Gatorade? I used to pretend <laughs> <laughs> I used to pretend a little band was inside my radio popping, uh, playing pop hits, too. Strange childhood, I know. Danny, you're not alone there. Um, <laughs> so with the new NBA Jam re-release, stocked with new players and everything, 
Uh, I really hope the devs had uh, had hit a secret game in the cheats menu where you had to play Surgeon Simulator on those basketball players to treat them for the elephantitis of their heads <laughs> and the third degree burns from handling flaming balls. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's pretty good. I, I forgot about that, the the mm-hmm. NBA Jam Easter Oh, yeah, eggs, all sorts man. of cheats and codes and whatnot. You could do I do remember, though, that I, I played as the usually the Mortal Kombat characters because I was a fighting game mm. And finally, we have our email from Songbird. Um, Songbird writes in, Mailbag answer, if I was a programmer, I'd put in something similar to the tribute room from Halo Reach, uh, but if I was an art designer, I'd make constellations of people's past pets and the stars. That is adorable. Oh, and I'm not, awesome. I, I'm not saying that sarcastically. That is no, really that, awesome. That, I would that's awesome. fantastic. That yeah, that is that's someone get this girl a job. Yeah. Songbird, if you're not working in game development, uh, you should be. <laughs> For real. Um, uh, she goes on. I'm sure you guys covered the Bloodborne drive in the news. Um, uh, we we didn't actually, but uh, so briefly, um, Bloodborne was do. Uh, this is a game, and they were doing a thing where if you actually donated blood. You uh go you okay over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Not a donor. Got it. Go um, got squeamish. Uh I, I don't remember what you got for donating blood, but it was it was sponsored by this Bloodborne game and yeah, you probably This got... this was in Europe as well. This is just oh, to be okay, clear, okay. this was not in the US. I think this was in Norway or um, you know. I actually did Songbird. I I, I did have this set aside and to, to be earmarked to possibly include in, in news for this week. Um, but I did not include it um, because I am a fool. Apparently, <laughs> um, um, she she goes on to say it's much better than that Resident Evil pool stunt. Yeah, that was not that was that was a bad idea. <laughs> Yay, Britain! Um, yeah. Um, if a certain game was to come out, what would people re- re- require to donate for the chance to get said game? Um, so so think of a game, and then what would somebody have to donate to uh, to get the game in question? I got mine. Okay. So they give me a nice, great council, sweet bitchin' diner dash, right? I will go donate eight hours of my time as a server and, and fight in the shit to get that game. There's a problem with that. You would not survive eight hours of customer service. Okay. I would donate <laughs> eight hours of my time. But maybe, but maybe it'd, make, it'd make me a better, probably not a better person, but I'd at least get the idea and maybe not yell at my server as much as I do now. It won't happen, but okay. <laughs> um, uh, mine, mine is. Um, I'll just say, um, Leisure Suit Larry. Let you figure out the rest on your own. He's buying a couch. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Sunset Overdrive. Really, twice in one. I, twice in one episode. You know, we're we're uh, fuck it. You know, why even try at this point? Um, you know what? If if you can, su- <laughs> this is sadistic. If you could successfully. Uh, <laughs> To my character, uh, I played as female. She had flip flops on, and I, I was marveling. I said to Megan a dozen times during the course of the game, "You can't grind on power lines with fucking flip flops on. How does that even work?" <laughs> so if you can successfully grind one power line from end to end, then you get uh, in flip flops. Well, at least a discount code for the game. <laughs> at <laughs> least. <laughs> That's it. That's that's that's, that's my one, one free microtransaction from John. Yeah. I would also I would like to say, having actually had those words come out of my mouth, please God, don't try to do that, anybody ever, <laughs> not ever. Too late. Uh, Gamerhead Radio is not responsible for the <laughs> death by extreme electrocution <laughs> due to due to due to flip flop idiocy. That would make a fantastic punk band name, by yes. the way. Flip flop idiocy. Yes. Somebody take it. Have fun with it. <laughs> That'll um, be that would if Gamerhead Radio ever starts a band where that's what we're gonna call it. 
so Songbird says, look, I'm no expert, but aren't we being a little too harsh on pixels? She's referring, of course, to the trailer that came out this last week for the new Adam Sandler travesty. I mean, movie. Um, I- I'm not <laughs> expecting for it to be mind-blowing Oscar-worthy movie, but is it fair to condemn it because of a few actors and producers? No, it's fair to condemn it because it looks awful. <laughs> Here, here's we, we talked about this a little bit uh, prior to recording this evening, and, and here's my take on it. I am... Because video games are so poorly represented in movies, there's not really been anything great. I'm always excited for them to be put into something uh, where they are handled with care or represented well. Wreck-It Ralph was a great example of how video games were handled well. Probably, in my opinion, probably the best video game-related movie ever made. Um, To date. To date. uh, The one that's going to crack it open has not come yet, but it's going to come. My problem with the game, or the movie, isn't that it looks terrible by default. I mean, Adam Sandler hasn't really made a good movie in a long time. Yeah. Um, some people argue he's never made a good movie. There's some of his earlier stuff I laughed at. Um, my problem with it is I'm tired of everybody focusing on just the characters and tropes that people know from gaming. It's always Pac-Man. It's always Donkey Kong. It's always, it, it at least try to put a couple of things in there that are popular now, but aren't, just those characters. I suppose it would have to work for pixels to be a thing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of condescending more than anything. Yeah. I just, from what I saw in the trailer, just the dialogue and just the writing when, when, when your ghosts that you're fighting in Pac-Man are like mini Coopers or something like that. And like just the, the, just everything about it just, just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, like I will, don't get me wrong. I will go see it and I will give it a fair shake. Like, yeah, I'm I, everything I'm judging off of is based on what could be a very poorly represented movie based on its trailer. I, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I no watch idea. it. I don't know if I'll pay money to watch it, but I'll watch it. Um, <clears throat> no, I, no, I, I, I feel like as, uh, as, as the video game journalist that we arguably are, that is our responsibility to go find out what this is really like yeah. in the theater. So, I'll check uh, it out. You yeah. know what? That's fair. You know what? You're right. We'll, I'll pay my, I'll pay my money to go see it and support uh, gaming in general. But, uh, I, I don't, I don't, my early intuition is, is kind of not maybe so yeah. great. Maybe it won't be horrible, but I don't think it's going to be anything great either. Yeah, I, I will say that the special effects do look fantastic. No, they look like great. like the scene of like Pac Man like um, eating up like the the cars and like the cars like blowing up into like little pixels. I mean, like they uh, visually, I think they did the original short called Pixels um, Justice. Um, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, this movie was based on a short that came out by a guy whose name is escaping me right now. It was a fantastic. It was about was it about two three years ago maybe uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think actually it may have come out in like 2010, but it picked up steam. I want to say about two or three years ago. No, it was awesome. Um, it's it's just, it's called it's same name by Pixels. It's like it's just like a couple minutes long, but um, it's it's the same idea. It's like um, it's like uh, you know eight bit you know if that video game characters like you know like Donkey Kong, uh, you know that kind of thing. Um, coming in like destroying and like pixelating like like this city and it's it's beautiful very well done so i i think the movie captured that part of it very well um but uh just again the writing is just i i i'm sorry i am not expecting good writing out of an adam sandler flick i'm just not yeah so uh goat you're very quiet on the subject what do you think what what, what are your thoughts i don't know adam sandler right now i, I like growing up so like growing ups too that was good jack and jill was a travis well, yeah, no. but he's kind of like I don't know. He's he's lately for me, he, one's good, the next one's bad. One's good, you know. He's kind of every other one, yeah. and he's on the bad one now. So yeah. I'm not going into it great, and I don't know. I just eat. I uh, I'll watch it from my 
neighbor's living room window or something. <laughs> to be fair, though, in direct response to, to Songbird's email, uh, the question in the email, though, mm. I don't know who's producing the movie, so I'm not going to blame them. And I don't dislike Adam Sandler in some cases, so I'm going to say it has less to do with him and more to do with the fact that as a trailer... Just what it is yeah. doesn't look that great. Yeah, it has did, nothing to do with yeah. him. It just give, give, look yeah, great. given the trailer, I'm just skeptical. It yeah. could be it could have been any person in that movie, honestly, yeah. and it'd be like, what the hell is this? We'll see. And uh, Songbird's final question of the day: You guys have brought this one upon yourselves, so get right. ready. What did I do now? <laughs> um, what game was it when you first saw an investigator of crime, which is the thesaurus meaning for a dick? <laughs> Leave it to Songbird to make a dick sound classy. I appreciate that. That's fantastic. Nice. But uh, okay, so what game was it when we first saw a dick? I think is what she's asking here. Um, uh, I have my answer immediately, though. It's probably not what you'd expect. The first time I ever saw a dick in a game. I, yeah, I believe that's how I'm reading the question. Yeah. Yes. Albert Wesker. <laughs> I don't know what that is from Resident Evil. Oh, he oh. is a dick. No, <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> no, but, uh, that's what I meant. That's the first time I ever remember seeing a dick blatantly in a game. Um, first time I seen a dick in a game would probably have to be Dick Tracy on this. You, you really, there was actually a dick in there. Yeah, Dick Tracy. Oh, that Dick. No, she, well, if, if we're talking about... He's also um, a private investigator. He's a double oh, dick. Oh, wow. That, uh, that works even <laughs> based on Songbird's email. Holy crap. How did you tie that in? Unreal. I'm going to take this the other way. Um, <laughs> I, I never actually saw Custer's Revenge play. I saw a video of it, so I'm not, I'm not counting that. Plus, that was just like three or four pixels anyway, so I don't really count that. The, um, the only... Way to cut them short. <laughs> eh. I, I call it like I sees it. Um, <laughs> um, the only actual phallus that I that I could ever recall seeing in a video game was Ballad of Gay Tony. Um, I'll 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 see your Gay Tony and raise you one heavy rain. Um, there Did is not, a scene in Heavy right, Rain yeah, okay. there's, where there's uh, a penis, and I the only reason I remember it is because I remember having to explain uh, to my then girlfriend at the time. Why I was scrutinizing such a well-rendered penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, she came in just as the scene was rocking, and 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 I I didn't know there was going to be uh, a penis, and I I I was just like, oh, it's a dick, and and she's walking in as I'm just as I'm leaning forward and squinting a little bit, and I'm like, well, did they at least make it right? And uh, it looked like I was just you know ready to bury my face into his digital crotch, which is unfortunate, and my. My then relationship almost ended on the spot. I had to explain. It's not good. I appreciate your explanation of that that scenario because I can visually, I, I believe I can very clearly picture just everything you just described. And I, I feel like I am a, I am a, I'm a more satisfied person for having good, that good. story. I'm glad I guess. that I could shame myself uh, to all of our listeners. Well, and if you want to update your uh, your penis ogling, I hear there's a uh, a pretty updated version in uh, the order. Oh, nope, I'll pass on that. Here, to 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 clarify, uh, I looked at the penis in Heavy Rain. I did not like it. <laughs> there you go. Maybe you should have went inside. I I did not have a choice. I was not warned. It appeared as if from nowhere. I hate when they d- dick drop yeah. you. Dick drop you. <laughs> Sounds like a wrestling move. Uh, so thank you, Songbird, and everyone else for your responses. Um, they're they're getting better and worse at the same time every week in the best way possible. So thank you very much for all that, uh, John. What do you got coming up on your side of the world? Um, 
this coming Saturday, we're going to be performing with V is for Villains and um, Charlotte, North Carolina for Mad Monster Party. Um, that's going to be this coming Saturday. I believe we go on at 8 p.m. Uh, to double check the time on that. Uh, but that's it. Uh, we just finished up a show this past weekend. So nothing coming up until at least currently booked until uh, Anime Midwest in uh, on the 4th of July. But, uh, you know, we never sit still for that long, so I'm sure we'll have something between now and then. So those are the only two things coming up. Yeah, I can honestly say that um, I regret not being able to make it to the show you just had this last it week. Was, it, it from, was, from all the posts and everything I'm seeing on social media, it looked like a phenomenal time. It was ridiculous. I I jumped off the stage. I, mis, I misjudged the depth of the fall <laughs> landed on my ass, stole my brother's hat, rode him like a, like a horse. Yep. It was weird. <laughs> I stripped for, uh, for his brother. He did. You tawdry bastard. You. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a little raucous, a little raucous. And more information on Mad Monster Party can be found at madmonster.com. Goat, what do you got coming up? Nothing. I got, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got nothing. No, just the way you segued into that, like my mind was like, I'm like, what is he? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I was like, and you can see goat stripping for Nick. At this website I pieced all these pictures together for today. That's, anime that's really, that's the, he's, that he's opening for us. That's the opening act yeah. for V's for Villains is yeah. goat stripping. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie never came to the yeah, show. We're, we're actually working on this thing called uh, the Goat Agitation. <laughs> More information on that can be found. At, I hope nowhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes at least five of us. <clears throat> um, on my side of the world, um, I'm uh, <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. I'm trying to recover from. This. It's hard to recover from 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 stripping goats. Um. <laughs> da, da, um, da, da, da. Oh wait, that's the presidential theme. Yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> that's what you strip to? <laughs> yeah, I, I demand your attention as chief I of your stripping. Do not want your salute, sir. Hey, <laughs> 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 they got broke, John. Um, um, I'm helping out with the uh, social media accounts for MLP MSP, which is the second year convention happening in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, coming up, so um, any Pony fans should head over to mlp-msp.com and find their uh, Twitter and Facebook um, profiles over that way because um, I'm contributing to those and I'm being told I'm doing a, a pretty good job at that so far. So yay, plugging myself. I don't. I, I haven't really been able to do this for like 100 episodes, so I'm, I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. I'm really guys. proud that you've, you've <laughs> Go, got, Charlie, go. You got the side project going and it's yeah. ponies. Yeah. Works out great. So pony it up with them. Absolutely. So for next week's show, you know, we talked a bit before about uh, pixels and how, uh, you know, John mentioned that, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it, it's frustrating that we just keep seeing the same characters and the same tropes being used over and over and over again in, in like media references and movie references and things like that. So what are some game uh, characters or, uh, you know, or, you know, game worlds or just tropes or just whatever like that, just things in video gaming that you just think need to be retired period from from media from movies from from more games just from everything like just what are some gaming what are some things in the video gaming world that you just are, think have 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 run their course and just kind of need to be put to bed to make room for other things um so that's our question to you and uh, we'll be uh giving our own ideas on that for next week and so other than that if you've liked what you heard you can find us at gamerheadradio.com at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio and on twitter at gamerheadradio where i'm at tek charlie goat is at sir goatsworth and john is at the fallon flynn 
Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call in and leave us a message at 949-26-GAMER. Download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with all that, thanks very much for listening. This has been GamerHead Radio. Welcome to, la- la- welcome to ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to ladies night at Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Gamerhead ladies night, gentlemen's radio. <laughs> wow. A whole different <laughs> podcast now. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> welcome to Gamerhead Radio, where we dress like women and talk like you for the whole show. That's Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> Bitches. Um, I'm helping out with the uh, social media accounts for MLP MSP, which is the... Uh, uh, the uh, s- second year now, uh, My Little Pony convention in Milwaukee, St. Paul. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs>